Hey, we're live. Are we live? Nobody's here. Is anybody here? What the hell? What kind of show is this? <laughs> it says, hello? <laughs> hey, Mr. Peabody. What the hell's happening? I, w- I, went to get, I went to get a beer and, hey, guys. Brian, yo, yo. Oh, look. Hi. I just woke up. <laughs> yeah, me too. I woke up and thought, I need a drink. I know, it's it's got to be after 8 a.m. somewhere. That's right. <sighs> oh, let me, you know, well, it's not quite empty enough yet. Fauché? Fauché, you like my... Oh, look at that. Yeah. It's like the Fauché Tower. Fauché. Have you been watching Jim Gaffigan on Facebook? He's all over. He's hmm. like doing a dinner with a Gaffigan's thing and I don't know. We got chatters in the chat. Hey, Billy Seven. Oh, the floor of the shop. Show Mark what replaced his uh, zap. What the hell is happening? He's taking us on a tour. Is it Brian? Is a rogue agent. What is that? Space to go and look what moved in. Here, I'm gonna. <laughs> a warrior? Shut up, dude. Okay. Uh, that looks good. Has everybody dropped now? Because it's so annoying. Warrior, shut up, dude. Okay. Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. How the chat is doing? Tonight's going to be interesting, huh? Captain Lemming's going to make an appearance. Oh, I'm excited about that. Yeah, me too. How's he feeling? Uh, you know, I think he thinks he's stronger than he is. Huh. But, I get uh, to go rogue. Oh, you know what else? Uh, I got to get some prizes out for what's in the juke. What's in the juke? Nice. Thursday, May 7th. I'm still looking like a Skype image down there. Oh, Oh, tonight we're going to have a good time. We're going to have the same prize for all three top winners. Somebody sent me a text about this. And I got two messages from Casey. Yeah? Let's see. So, since it's just the three of us tonight, and it's COVID-19 week 23, uh, we're giving away Moldorama Skulls. Plus, there's a song in What's in the Juke that's kind of related to this. (laughs) But Mark's not looking. (laughs) Those are cool, man. (laughs) I'll show them again in a bit. Oh. He's going to play. Casey will be playing for honor tonight. Okay, good. Because I don't want to send him anything anyway. Actually, I think I already have to send him something, so it doesn't matter. If he wins, I'll send it to him anyway. Adam getting a Moldorama? No, not quite. No, yeah. I, actually, I would love to, but there, you know, uh, Billy's been on the show. What, well, Billy, you should come and join us. In fact, if you want to dial in right now, Billy, I'll, I'll hook you up. Shoot me, your, uh, shoot me your Skype handle if you want to be a co-host tonight, Billy. We got room. Um... I could probably just add him. I'm sure we have his Skype handle from before. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring him in. He's been posting a ton of projects on Facebook. I know. Let's uh, let's try dialing been... him up and see what happens here. He's like, wait, I got to put pants on. Pants? Who needs pants? Oh, my gosh. He, he, had a po- he made his cover picture Orbiter. Let me see. If I really want an works. Orbiter. I don't know why I want an Orbiter, but I want an Orbiter. Hey, I, I Billy Mitchell's, his is BM, 
seven. Bell movement. Silly Billy Seven, London, Great Great, Great Britain. No. Mm. Is that is, maybe that's supposed to be a secret? <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in. Yeah, and I just gave it away. Sorry. No, I don't see him in here. William Seven. No, that's not it. So, how, how about let's try his real name? Uh, Adam Finkelstone. Yeah. <laughs> nope, I don't have him in my contacts list. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Hey, Mr. Peabody. Hey, Earth.io. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Play yay, yay. Whoop, whoop. I like that. And hey, so if, if I end up getting this uh, machine, is this gonna? This <laughs> might take as long as the tail gunner took to show up, which still has not arrived. I still don't have the tail gunner I bought in November. How did you? Is it? Is it been shipped? No, I I don't know where it is. He paid for it too, sucker. Oh yeah, <laughs> I bought it from this place that's like out on the east coast called Coin Up Warehouse. What? They're very good with me. Well, but they didn't. So they so another guy who's actually I've gotten to know quite well sold it earlier that day. Coin Up Warehouse bought it from him and then relisted it without picking it up. Oh, I see. Well, so I bought it. It's still a great price. So I I bought the thing, and um. They just didn't go get it for like two months. Oh, gosh. That sounds terrible. (laughs) So, I mean, I have enough projects. I'm not really worried about it. But at the same time, I don't know. So I'm kind of at a point now. We were supposed to meet, but then all the the, um, conventions got canceled. So then what do you do? I mean, like, I'm not going to meet them somewhere. So it's kind of at a point now where I I really am not quite (laughs) sure what I'm doing with this machine. I got to get in touch with those guys and find out where the hell it is. God. Hey, can I, I can't share my screen, can I? Kirk to Enterprise. Me. Kirk to Enterprise. <laughs> share oh, screen. Where is Brian's game? Tell us where Brian's game is. <laughs> Out in Maryland. I'm going to try to share my screen. You, you do that. Let's see what this does. Okay. Do you see yourselves? I see yes. myself. Okay. Do you see that? No. Yes. I don't. It's a phone booth. It doesn't show up on on the on the OBS. Oh, it doesn't. Dang it. Nope. Okay, I'll stop. Yeah. Oh, it's fine. I mean, Spock. Uh, hey, yes, Chris Graham. I Yoeti. definitely have enough projects. Yoeti, what's up, dude? Tonight's good show is gonna be off the hook. You could uh, dial Susan in and ask her if I have enough projects. Okay. Hello, Susan. Oh. She asked. Hello, Susan. She... What's her name? We did that one season. It was pretty funny. And do it again. Somebody sent me a Solar Fox cocktail ad. Susan asked me if the point was just to hoard all the cocktails I could or if I actually had a purpose with them. Uh, your special purpose? <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know what her problem is. <laughs> it's, it's my special purpose. <laughs> that's a good 80s reference. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That are, that are funny. Yeah, uh, that's real funny. You got, you got a sense of humor and a pretty mouth. <laughs> you got a pretty mouth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I like French fried potatoes. So, are we giving up on calling Billy, or what's going on there? Oh, uh, uh, just a second. What do we? He was on the show not that long. Wasn't he on this season even? Yeah, Billy Seven. I think I should already have a Skype handle. Let's see here. Let me. 
do a search in my in my messenger uh-huh. for Skype. And I'm looking too. I don't know which. What day was it? That's it. That would. Yeah, that that would be more telling. That might have been last season. No, it was this season. Had to have been. God. Oh man. Oh, I heard something. Found another auction. Damn it. What the hell? Get off the freaking computer. You are terrible. You're terrible. Yeah. You're like, Be oh, here. I'm sexting looking see what and looking for games. And, uh, oh, we're on a show. I was looking to see what CoinOp Warehouse might have on yeah. other things. And actually, here's a dinosaur egg. Anyone who sees... Uh, I have a dinosaur egg showing up. Oh, hey, Billy just got Skype on his phone. Hey, Billy, shoot me your Skype handle. We'll, we'll dial you in. Uh, put it put on my Facebook Messenger. Billy wants the dinosaur eggs. He likes that game. This one's only four hundred. Is he dialing us already? It was July last year somewhere. Yeah, we're gonna bring Billy in. Make sure to turn your phone sideways when we call you, Billy. Nice. Yeah, he's on a delay, so he's he's about to answer me. Uh, okay. Uh, did you guys look at the show notes? It looks kind of fun tonight. I think it'd be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've we got can... a good product. Oh, gadgets. Ooh, I like gadgets. Do we have any news? Dum bum. I don't I got kicked off the news segment. Yeah. You were fired. You can read the fired. second the second article is way too long and I I wrote it like that so Adam would skip it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. He just sent me a QR code, which I can't scan because I'm on my computer. But <laughs> like, if I was, you know, if I had another, I mean, I could probably add him through this thing. Let me see. Um, see, is I'm in this call already. Hey guys, stand by for technical. Well, I've never done this before. Allow. This is this isn't doing anything. I can. Oh wait, Thursday, May seventh. I'm glad. Uh, you know what? I'm glad we haven't had to do a phone call where we're all wearing masks. That's nice. No, we should, we could also take calls from the audience too. That'd be funny. Sure, everybody. If you want to leave a voicemail during this show, just six give one, us. A, yeah, go ahead. Six one two five four eight game. That's six one two five four eight game. Four two six three. Oh, there we go. Or four two six three. Right. Well, his handle must okay. Billy Seven would like to chat with me on Skype. What? <laughs> oh, all right. Let's do this. Um, if you I'm don't want to talk to us. You can call one five two zero feel VGO. It says his handle is Billy Seven, so I'm just gonna look him up. Uh, I think this is it. Hey guys, this is Bobcat. I actually called a VGO once. This Bobcat. one was I mean, not in here before. I'm adding a which one? Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. And plus, call. It, yeah, this will be interesting. See if he picks up. To get secrets. He's secrets. active on. Did it work? Hey, I see you. Did it work? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, good. I gotta turn the YouTube off here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta turn that off. And you know, I, should probably, I should probably get an earbud too. No, you're fine. <laughs> you sound good. There's no, there's no feedback. I do like the light on your head. It's very cool. <laughs> Look at that. We got him on there. All right. <laughs> Thank you, gentlemen. We, ha- we have a guest, sort of. Be, you know, that works. 
So you got to go get yourself situated, get yourself a beer. In the meantime, let's spin up the intro to the show and uh, let you get time to get settled. What do you think? All right. Sounds good. This looks like a job for Captain Fleming! Come on, Work with me. This looks... <laughs> I had to play that. You know, you just have to play it. <laughs> Live from KOIR Studios in Minneapolis, Minnesota, this is Arcade Radio. Hello, Commander. Computer reporting. Intruder alert, intruder alert. Well, that's us. Yeah. And that means oh. hello and thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is season four, episode 19 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 7th, 2020, and the time is now approximately 7.30 p.m. Central. I am your host, Adam Steven Spielberg. I'm joined by my co-host, Mark Time Runner Shields and Paradise Arcade Shop proprietor and Star Trek Picard showrunner Brian Thurston Howell Armitage III and joining us tonight an elusive superhero operating in the city and one of his first foes to respond to the threat of a Diamond. Ladies and gentlemen, we present to you Captain Lemming. But didn't he just kill, didn't he just kill himself? He died. So who's the backup? Oh, but seriously, surprise guest host and curator of the crazy coin-op eccentricities, Mr. Billy Seven. Hey, man. Welcome to our craziness. Yo, what up? Hey, nice hat, dude. Thank you. Uh, uh, your friend there, your co-host, uh, hooked me up with it. Uh, Brian, <laughs> nice work. All right, cool. We had a couple of those made. Who created the intro? Well, that would that would be me. Yo, yo Eddie. Uh, yeah. Using a Adobe Spark and some um, amazing clip art, and you know, and some, and then I produced the song. Yeah, it was fun. It was good. It was a good time. So uh, we we all have like some fun stuff we've been working on. I'm going to start with Billy because, dude, you've been working on a lot. Well, when you're out of a job, you got plenty of time to do stuff. <laughs> I see you have a vacuum cleaner handy. Uh, oh, I can't see the picture very well. This was here to. Uh, Oh shoot! This was here to uh, tempt Mister uh, Armitage. Oh my God! Oh my what God. is that? That is amazing. What? Hey, I'm I'm buying. I just found your dinosaur eggs, Billy. I'm sending it to you, shipping direct. <laughs> Elvin G, baby. What, okay, so what what are we looking at, Billy? Uh, this game here. Can you see that now? Oh, Rock and, Rock and Moon, Moon Rally. Rally. All right. So it's got some uh, trackballs here, 
And there's some uh, angry little uh, Martians in there. Excellent. And this is this is meant for a family fun center. And uh, you put your money in and you run the trackball. They're like an Atari football trackball size. And you try to get your little guy on your scooter to go all the way around. You try to beat your competitor. Or you can play it by yourself. And it's, it's tickets for the kids. It's gambling. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's, what, that's pretty much what all, you know, like Dave and Buster's is just like training for going to Vegas one day. And, you know, this is something that happened after uh, MoMA auction a couple of years ago. Uh, my friend and I have uh, debated the uh, ins and outs of kitty gambling. I like them. And we uh, went over to Dave and Buster's. Dave and Buster's the one in Maple Grove. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. After MoMA. Uh, the Minnesota arcade operator. This is what we all look forward to here in Minnesota, the uh, getting together back in the day and buying junk and talking about how junky it is. Yeah. It was when it was in uh, Osseo at the grocery store. So we went over to Dave and Buster's and uh, we walked in. We're walking through the games and my friend and I looked at each other and it was one of those like jinx moments. They had a slot machine for spitting out tickets. It was a slot machine. That is crazy. At Dave and Buster's? Trying to hide it. And by the way, they have a great happy hour special. Really? Yeah. Like, if you guys ever want to go there after work once COVID lifts, uh, that'd be great because they, I mean, it's like three bucks for a cocktail. Any Heck cocktail. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And it's beers are super cheap, too. Yeah, it's just great. I could use one when I knock mine over when I move the vacuum cleaner. Oh, shit. Uh, okay, you go get that, and Mark, you talk no, about what no, you no. it, It's gaming carpet. It don't matter. This you, need a new drink. you need a new people. drink. That's, a, you oh, know. that's awesome. So, Mark, oh, wait. I just want to say real quick, you were talking about working on things. Oh, yeah. Literally, as uh, your show is starting up, I was, uh, I've been working on the steeplechase oh. and uh, did the top cabinet today, the monitor and all that. And uh, just start starting to tear into the bottom. It's actually in good shape. It wasn't water damage. Just the back needs a couple of screws. Not on the inside, okay? No sheetrock screws on outside of cabinets, please. <laughs> and, uh, so I pulled the power supply board out. And I don't know about you guys, but I love looking at boards. Like, I want to know who Cindy is that inspected my board on <laughs> 1976. So I just pulled this uh, wood power. It's, it's a little different than all the other games. So I... Slide this uh, transformer out, uh-huh. and on the edge of the board where it was hidden under the cleat, it has somebody's name in 1976, just as you guys <laughs> booting up. And I was all excited about that. So that's cool. I mean, that's that's that sounds like a history. Now, uh, I you know I've been ripping into my jukebox, and I also see those stickers all over. Uh, I I love seeing inspected by blah blah blah, and so. Yeah, in every in every Delorean, the gull, the gullwing doors, there's yeah. like uh, upholstery above you, and you can pull that panel off and see the bare uh, stainless steel. And what happened was, as they were going through the factory, uh, workers would write stuff inside. They call them the cave paintings because they were going to be hidden once they put the upholstery. Oh, in. like graffiti kind of things. Exactly, awesome. it's pretty wild, man. And mine has uh, some pretty strange stuff. I can't quite make out what was going on in Belfast. But uh, <laughs> by the way, I just posted a video of what Steeplechase is. It's a six-player awesome. arcade game. Yes. Originally released in 1975 by Atari. Atari. Um, by its subsidiary Key Games, really, right? Mm. So yeah, of course. 
or no, it was developed by it was developed by Key Games, heard, but it was released by. Atari. I heard he was involved in the development, and it might explain a little bit of the design of it. But it is branded Atari. Right now, that's an interesting thing because wasn't I always heard, and, and maybe we should have asked Nolan about this. If I wasn't asleep, I probably would have. But if it's a, you know, Key Games, I thought that was invented to create a, a competition for Atari. I've, I've heard. I've heard numerous stories, but the one I, I believe. Oh, and I was going to ask you last week when you were busting on Kurt. Do you have a copy of Business Is Fun? Uh, when I was busting on Kurt about what? Intel. I'm sorry. Wasn't what? wasn't he the one you were mad because he took your money or something? Why am I not remembering this? Kurt. You were drunker. Kurt, who? <laughs> Kurt, who took my money? And by the way, I want it back. Uh, well, anyway, there's a book, Atari Business is Fun, and it was Kurt Vendel and uh, Marty Oh, Goldman. yeah, Kurt. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I I don't remember. I've read that book. I love it. But somewhere in there and other places I've heard yeah. uh, uh, to stave off all the uh, Kurt copying Dan. games, yeah. they took and uh, created Key. And I'm pretty sure in this part, uh, the president of Key was Nolan's neighbor. And they set Key up, and they were going to sue Key for infringement, and instead they agreed that they would take over the company. So games were designed at a different building than Atari and had different people, but that's why all the parts and stuff are similar. So that that's what I vaguely remember. I don't know how much of it's right, but I'm pretty sure it was his neighbor that became president. You know, it's funny you mentioned Kurt's name, and I, I was thinking it was spelled with a K. I have a friend named Kurt Mayer, whom I'm, I'm much better friends with than Kurt Vendel, who I call Kurt Vandal. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, um, I hope he hears me someday and wants to pick a fight because I'd love to punch him right in the teeth. But, uh, uh, you know... That I remember now. I'm I'm much yeah, and actually, I, I think Kurt's like probably one of the foremost Atari historians in in our midst. What, who's got that? Is that you, Billy? Is that super? Is that the Super Pac Man? Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I probably she, should turn that off. She's real loud. I love it. I um, love the Super Pac. Yeah, the same break as this other stuff. I'll turn some a, other things on. Oh, that one's. If you turn that one off, we're good. I think, but it sounds so cool. Who doesn't love Super Pac-Man? Uh, but anyway, Kurt Kurt Vandal, probably one of the foremost Atari historians in our midst, and uh, very active on the Atari Age forums. It doesn't mean you have to like him. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so you've been working on Steeplechase. That's pretty freaking cool. I like it. I'll go next. Uh, I I bought a, a kit from High Score Saves to go into a millipede. Uh, to change my millipede into super millipede with uh, millipede centipede and super breakout, and uh, I think this—I I don't know if it was my fault or not—but uh, thankfully he is uh, going to replace the kit. I, I have a—I uh, put a couple 6502s in there. One of them came up garbled, and then it didn't work after that. But um, yeah, so now I've got. Did you guys hear an elevator? Oh, I, uh, somebody here. Oh, Windows wants me to restart. No, no, no! Are you out of your? Sure. Are you out of your Vulcan mind? Yeah, another time. Okay, so, um, but anyway, uh, I got this kit. Someone is calling. Are they calling on the line right now? What? 
We're getting you Skype told, chats? You told people Look, to call? get someone else, they can pop off if they're more in the No, 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 no. You're, you're it for tonight now. You're stuck here. So, it'll go to voicemail, right? <laughs> yeah. So anyway, uh, my other kit that I got from him works great. Uh, I, I think I must have... Uh, I, I hope I didn't, but I think something must have fried out when I put a bad chip in it. So he's going to replace it, and that's cool. Uh, and then I've, I've been, uh, I have an electrician coming tomorrow to Adam's Arcade, and he's going to add uh, four new four-gang uh, electrical boxes to s- s- four rooms. Whoa. Yeah. And then uh, so that'll expand uh, two closets, actually, uh, that will end up uh, having... My console game room will have a really cool sort of PlayStation 1, SNES, and new, uh, Nintendo Entertainment System. And I dug out yesterday. This is uh, Nichibutsu. Nice. Nice. Uh, they released a collection of Nichibutsu games for the PlayStation 1 in Japan. And it includes Moon Cresta, Crazy Kong... And Tom's uh, Frisky Tom is what it's called. I've never heard of it. This is incredible. Yes. <laughs> and so, uh, and there's three upgraded versions of them on there. So there's effectively three games with um, two options each. But there's a Crazy Kong 85 that was never released here. Better graphics, a little better sound. This is an arcade thing for a cabinet? there's three. No, it's a PlayStation 1 collection of the arcade classics with upgraded graphics. Nice. They released this or you just picked it up? Well, I picked it up, but you can't play it on an American PlayStation. So I happen to have a Japanese modified PlayStation. uh, And I hooked it up yesterday and played it. And for God's sakes, it's one of the worst implementations of a game ever. So i got to figure out if there's another way to control that thing other than with the PlayStation controller. Because it's awful. I mean, think about it. You've got, and for Crazy Climbers, two joysticks, right? Kind of like Robotron, but uh, you're just climbing and trying to avoid windows shutting on you and pots being dropped on you and stuff. And it's a super fun game. I have the real game in my my, uh, my garage right now, the cocktail version. So do you use a button for the other joystick? Yeah, and, and then you use the D-pad. For, it's really difficult. It's hard. Yeah, I'm like... I think it would be fun to put it in people's hands and just watch them be frustrated. I think it would be more fun to watch people be frustrated than actually play the game. Because yesterday I was like, so, like, this sucks. Like, who wants to do that? Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I'm not working on a whole lot more than my, my millipede upgrade. And uh, uh, when are we going to get stuff powder-coated, Sir, Sir Brian? It, I, the box keeps growing. Yeah, I've got. I mean, I'm, I'm I just keep to get... adding things over and over and over. I have like, I, I should go tomorrow. I should take it in. Well, I've got a box. Uh, actually, two boxes of stuff. One yeah, is... I it's I've just like literally we started out with like four pieces. We're up to like two boxes now. Yeah, are they open? Uh, he is still accepting stuff, and actually, it's kind of nice how he's doing it. He's keeping distant and like you drop the stuff off it's it's he's actually pretty responsible about how he's handling business i yeah. was actually kind of i kind of expected i mean super nice guy but you know does a lot of powder coating and wasn't expecting him to really take things that seriously and it was exactly the opposite it was he was just very like you know oh nope you stay there i'll be here you know it was it was, it was neat 
I so I uh, I think once that that comes back and I can rebuild the power supply, I'll be more excited about getting Journey put back together. I, I actually I've, I've reached out to Rich now twice and I haven't heard back. But way before all this happened, I ordered some glass, some Omega Race glass, and it, it hasn't shown. Or my T-shirt that was way before COVID. Um, and I just I just sent an email saying, "Hey, what? When are you guys going to reopen?" I haven't heard. Boo. So. Uh. They they're doing some limited stuff now. I know. I was chatting with Kendra the other day. She's home. Rich has been going in. Um, it's out there. The, the restrictions have gotten, they're, they're really strict. I mean, here, I haven't heard of anybody getting pulled over in Minnesota for anything. And out there, it's a, a different, different. Where's out there again? Yeah. Oregon. Well, He's out in Oregon. Yep. Hmm. Interesting. Which is weird. Cause don't they have more space there than us? Well, I mean, he's in Portland area, so. Sure. You know. It is. But. Weird. All right, I've, I've droned on enough. Brian, tell us what you've been working on. No, absolutely nothing. Bull <laughs> crap. You just, were, you just got back today. Don't even give me that crap. I, okay, so actually, yeah, so I dropped off my trailer down in Chicago. So Jason Kopp, who He's probably lying. is not in the chat because he is winding yokes with Ted Hooper right now. Oh. And so Ooh. I... I brought uh, my trailer down to Ted with a Tail Gunner 2 in it and uh, Congo Bongo for Ted. And then uh, he took the trailer and he's now over in Ohio. And uh, he and uh, Jason are winding some yokes, which is pretty cool. So that's their deal. And then on the way back, he's picking up my dinosaur eggs that I bought last September also, like because I tend to leave games all around the country. Um, and there's this Solar Fox cocktail, which somebody should like jump ahead of me and buy it in Detroit. It's on Craigslist. I really should not be buying it, so I'm telling everybody about it that I really do want to buy and have him pick up on the way back. For games I've been working on, um, I did a uh, flipper rebuild on my Indiana Jones, which is looking awesome. Threw some new glass on Whirlwind and twilight zone finished off the led conversion of twilight zone which i'm really happy with and did the mod that every twilight zone should have i don't care if you agree with modding pinballs or not you should put gumballs in the damn gumball machine so little plug for uh pin pinball life um and i'll mention some more about that later because i've been doing a lot of stuff uh they sell the glass seamless gumballs and they look awesome i have the plastic ones and the glass ones it's $9. I found glass marbles on Amazon that would have worked. They were like $7.50, and I figured just support Terry. I have real um, ones you could put in there. No, this was, this is, these are real mar- real gumballs? No. Yeah, they, and they're no, hard they, as rocks. They're petrified. They're a little small. I mean, the, the gumballs actually, it's, uh, I think it's 12 or 13 millimeter. Yeah, these, um, are, these are Ford gumballs. They're tiny. For, oh, the penny gumballs. Yeah, the penny gumballs. They're awesome. Except for when they've been in your gumball machine for six years. <laughs> so <laughs> then they're not that good. I shipped a cartoon booth, a space zap, and an Omega race. Thank God. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally out the door. That is um, an essential. That's essential. Oh my gosh! I sold a Jelco cabinet. Which was falling apart. Some guy drove up from Rochester. You no, know, for and a doctor, you don't pay any attention to COVID nineteen restrictions. 
I put it outside and told him, you have fun with it. Yeah, this all sounds made up to me. That's what she said. Yeah. Well, I did find pieces of the cabinet on the ground afterwards. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, oh. That's, so, oh, I was going to make a joke about Marty, but I'm not going to. Marty! Marty's awesome, but Marty would have pieces of the cabinet on the ground. I don't think Marty would argue with that either. I did also clean up the artwork for the sign for the uh, cartoon booths. And I sent Marty a picture. So I'm going to eat some almonds. This leads us to Mark. Mark! Oh, good deal. I get to talk talk now. Okay, let me think. Sorry, I was cleaning up the show notes. Okay, so first thing. I thinned the herd of my games in storage. And it turns out I had two Pac-Man projects. Oh. Four Miss Pac-Man projects. Oh. Two cent upright two upright centipede projects. I actually have a second cocktail centipede. One that's re- I have one that's restored and beautiful. And then I have one that's just kind of eh. But I'm keeping that. Not part of the story. And then I, I had like a Mortal Kombat cabinet that looked like it had been through a robbery or something, you know. Mortal Kombat! So all ten of these machines I got uh, I got somebody to buy at an extremely reduced rate of only I'll just say it, I made six hundred bucks. Are you kidding me? No. It wow. both, both Pac-Man projects. Oh, uh, not only I, I forgot one last machine. Also a Namco Twenty Three Union, the one that I have that looks like it was underwater, like in a. Like oh in yeah. A, like somebody had dredged the lake, and oh look, there's a, a Namco Twenty Three Union Pac-Man in the lake. Why would gonna, you? Why would you, you get rid of that? Like they do with cars now. They highlight the crappiness of them. Well, I mean, all of these were pretty bad. They're they all have sort of that Texas. Um, you know, humidity damage that you see a lot, or at least I see a lot. What is it, like planking to the sides or something? Well, some were in hurricanes and some were in uh, homes that flooded just because of heavy rain and all sorts of fun stuff like that. Hey, have you noticed, I mean, I don't know about you, Mark, but when I get machines from California, they always seem pretty nice. Yes. I find that if you don't have, uh, you know, hurricane-type weather or, you know, your yard fill. It's just too flat here. That's the problem. Humidity, you know, lack of humidity, right. nice weather, no huge storms. I mean, the earthquakes, I guess, don't seem to do much damage to the cabinets. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Just they fall over. Zach's on. That was kind of cool. I do know that they... What just um, happened? What just happened? I have no idea. Oh, that's because I sold that Mortal Kombat. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Gary Rogers has them all, so if anybody wants anything from him, go for it. Wow, that is incredible. That's like okay. a, that's like you paid him to take well, them away. I did take uh, all the PCBs out. I did take the G- except for the the pack one, the the Namco twenty three. I pulled four Geo seven monitors out that I have now. Oh, I could um, use one of those. Why? So, so, why are there so many Geo Sevens? I can't find any up here. I love Geo Sevens. Me too. They're they're really crisp, but they burn in really badly. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I've been trying to do a tube swap on one, and I think I oh, think that oh. the 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 yoke I have is a uh, has gone bad because uh, I never really knew if it worked. I just took it off of something else. Sure. Okay, so let me kind of wind up on what I'm doing. I'm right. with Parat. 
Piranha came inside. Okay. Xevious was sent uh, home to climate climate control storage. Oh, and I, nice. And I did some more juggling uh, to where I could make some room. And, I mean, in addition to getting rid of these 10 games, I'm also taking my basketball games that I have in the garage. Wow. They're full-sized, and they weigh 600 pounds each, but they're going into storage. And uh, let's see. I'm going to send my three elevator action board sets off to arcadecomponents.com. Are you familiar with Raymond Jet? It sounds familiar. I know the name. He's a pretty cool, uh, uh, you know, fixer-upper guy. What am I trying to say? Repair artist mm-hmm. uh, up in the Dallas area. And he's been super busy during the uh, the quarantining time. So cool. all three elevator actions are going that way. And then last but not least, I, I decided if I was going to buy a pinball machine or a phone booth. And what did you decide? I'm buying a phone booth. Cool. And it's uh, $9,000. <laughs> wow, that's expensive. Does it come with a Superman inside of it? <laughs> well, let me let me post the link here. In the chat? In the chat. Nice. I'm getting the Bill & Ted excellent <laughs> phone booth from Cubicall. Oh, are you kidding me? It's a time machine. Correct. Well, we should add that to the... The, the Socrates come with it? No, but Noah's so wife crates. is available. <laughs> is so it Noah's wife? I don't really it. know if it's his wife or his girlfriend. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm going to wow. spin up the next segment here. Okay. It's the Arcade News with Adam Stevens. That's us. That's me. That's us, me. Yeah. Are you skipping Both me again? of the voices in your head. No, I'm first. You have to just sit there and listen. Okay. Mute. Wait. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna pick one news article and then you can go. How's that? No, I'm 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 just I'm gonna take a break. Cause this. Okay. Like, how yeah, many break. weeks are you gonna take a break for? Uh, you know. <laughs> Why do we always come up with hackaday.com stuff? Putting an arcade cabinet. Inside of an NES controller. I like this idea. So, the arcade game um, shoehorned into an original Nintendo Entertainment System controller from Taylor Brilly is certainly made of slot, made a little bit easier by its starting with one of those miniature cabinets that are all the rage now. But since he's still achieved the feat of an entire arcade game and a controller, well, we need to stand by our assessment in, in this title. Now, here's the interesting thing. Is this is, is this first person? Like, did we write this? Because I No, we did not. Okay. And as a matter of fact, whenever I get something from Hackaday, I yeah. definitely think they were high. So. Yeah, because right now I sound <laughs> high. Like, in fact... Let me get, I'm just going to change my tone to a more Bill and Ted. <laughs> in fact, he's put not only one, but four... That's more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, I think. I, was, uh, I sound I mean, more like a turtle. I like. I sound more like like Michelangelo from the turtles. Yeah. So anyway, they put this thing inside the uh, little controller, and it's pretty cool. Check it out, yes. hackaday.com. And and that brings us to our next segment, which is a new and beautiful segment we like to call <laughs> arcade gadgets. I always felt that the true stars at Atari was engineering. Oh, you're an inventor. Yes, I am. What have you invented? 
A lot of things. Like? Like a lot of things. Like things that you've heard of. Like? Well, things that you will have heard of, okay? Patents are patents. Arcade gadgets with Brian on the glass. Welcome to the gadget segment. The best segment, except for all the other segments. <laughs> Actually, I've got a really cool gadget this week. Um, so there, I, I'm going to go and find the YouTube clip that I didn't do this, but Tube Time announced the Scopetrex Vector Gaming Console for your oscilloscope or XY monitor. So Did you repeat literally that? Put, What's the oscilloscope or XY monitor? That's what he said. What's the oscilloscope or XY monitor? This is. This is this What? All right. So, what, what you, what's it for again? So, well, if you'd stop interrupting, we. Oh, I, I I I just didn't hear you. Hey, did you, anyone else understand Brian? Or is he talking too fast? It's the Scope Trex. And Scott and what's it for? It. What's Have it you for? ever wanted to buy a Vectrex, but you can't afford the high prices on auction sites? But what's it for? Now you can build your own Vectrex and run it on an oscilloscope or an XY monitor. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, see? All you had to do was be patient. Oscilloscope. You just had to be patient. How do you say uh, that in Canada? In Canadian? Scopetrex, eh? <laughs> 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 oh, that's a good one. So, uh, yuck, um, yuck. We Minnesotans, we like, you know, we make fun of our Canadian neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Beam me up. this is this really cool no five by eight inch board, or eight, maybe it's even smaller than that. Two point eight by five inch board. Anyways, this guy designed a Vectrex motherboard that will play on a, an oscilloscope. You only need a little five hundred milliamp power supply, five volts, and he even designed what's super cool about this. He designed these little like PCB based controllers. Gives you the full parts list. The board files are available on GitHub. You can order these from any of the PCB manufacturers, domestic or foreign. Yeah. And build your own Vectrex. Amazing. Yeah. No, and this what is about. Uh, is do you need the carts or does it uh, have all the software loaded? So I believe this has Mindstorm loaded into it. So you still do need the carts. Um, there's, but a, there's, there's a cartridge port on the on in the picture. Oh, so wait, sorry. This does not include the Mindstorm game. So, um, but... That seems like highway one. robbery. You get something well, for free and it doesn't come with anything for free. Huh. Well, like the whole board design and everything else. What about the controller? Yeah. Well, that's... So that's the neat thing. I said, So the he made this PCB-based controller that you can actually build up out of available parts... And use either on this game or on an original Vectrex. Oh. Yeah. No, it's, I mean, this is a really neat little project. The fact that this guy shared this, all the bill of materials, he has it designed for the 6809 or the 6809E. He gave uh, alternative sound chips so you can spend less money on your sound. I mean, all sorts of neat little things to make the Vectrex more accessible. Also of note, there is some discussion, and I don't know if this is public or if this is information that I have on the DL. But I'm going to talk about it anyways. There is some word about Vec Fever being produced in a more uh, readily available format and available to everybody. So we're talking about going production on Vec Fever. What's that? So Vec Fever is this cartridge for the Vectrex that allowed you to basically 
run vector mame on your vectrex and it was this over-the-top vector cart that allowed all of this crazy stuff to be done so um you could even put a real-time clock and a thermometer on it and run that on your vectrex i mean it was just uh, the the stuff they did with vec fever was really next level uh with what they were able to do uh you could sit there and play major havoc on your vectrex so wow fits <laughs> such an asshole wow <laughs> there you go aren't you supposed to attract viewers <laughs> well hey so anyway Billy those are the gadgets for today Billy you got any gadgets uh no but I got a question okay every time I watch every time I listen to the show I like that uh have you invented a lot of things and all that where's that from oh that's from oh well let, Mark you could you're probably better versed in this that's from Transformers 5 I think with uh, Mark Wahlberg yeah oh. That's probably why I haven't seen it. Well, I got to tell you, that movie is better than the first three Transformer movies. And if you haven't seen Bumblebee, that is the best Transformers movie. It is great. So I got, I got the first one. It was okay, and then I watched the one where Optimus Prime is in a barn or something. <laughs> and uh, I got to the part where like they go to the car dealership and like this bug Transformer comes in and spends five minutes explaining the plot. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. what? And no. then I got like 20 more minutes into it. I'm like, how much longer is this? And I had over an hour left. And I was like, oh. yeah. So <laughs> Mike, the Michael Bay ones are terrible. Uh, he has his name attached as executive producer on Bumblebee, but it's not directed by him. The story's really great. And it's all set in like the 80s. It's pretty so awesome. Like Wolverine great? I'm sorry, what? Oh, no. Which like Wolverine? Wolverine I, like I don't, the movie Wolverine? I've never seen Wolverine. What? Origins what? movie? Are you talking about which which one of the Wolverine? Wolverine? Well, maybe no. I'm getting the name wrong. The one the one where he ages and uh, has the kid and all that. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. I've seen uh, X Men one, two, and three, and like the the, the two newest X Men and the one that Brian Singer made that corrected the three. Anyway, I, 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 I just think lose. I think in all of them. I'm losing you. You need to get closer to your phone or something. So I, do, I didn't want to. No. Wait, I do have one more gadget. Oh, you do. So, what's the, what's the other gadget? Does anybody have a Mister board? What's a Mister? Wait, a mister... I do. Here, let me look. Okay. <laughs> a Mister is an FPGA emulation of. It's an open source FPGA emulation of a bunch of classic arcade games and consoles. So it does a great. It's so because it's open source. Someone's Unlike messing with my kit, soundboard. Other people are coming up with different cores for this game. So it's got a bunch of vector games, got a bunch of raster games, got a bunch of console games. Anyways, we designed new memory to run the uh, Neo Geo core that they just released. Huh. So yeah. we designed this. I've got to test it. But uh, yeah, so uh, the Neo Geo core requires extra memory. The existing memory modules for it are designed in a very weird way that doesn't allow for easy manufacturing. So I redesigned the memory modules, and we built them up, and we're going to test them. Cool. Yeah. You, know what that, you know what that means. We need to move on to the next segment. Back in 82, 
I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back, back to, to the, the cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, Doc. Welcome, everybody, to Back to the Cade. And my first segment is what's going on at the arcade. Uh, technically, uh, in the in the last week, we've been doing something a little bit different, and we're going to continue that streak. So here is a uh, a musical sample from an '80s movie. Can you name the main actor and title of this film? I think that's enough. It is pretty good. It's Twenty-four and, seconds. And I think during that, um, I'll give I'll give everybody a hint. Some people were searching for some some gaming company. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good one, Christopher. Dirty Dancing is not the answer. It is War Games. <laughs> Brian Frober. Good it's, job. All right. If you name the song, we'll give you nothing. Okay. We'll know. This is, that some... was History Lesson by the Beepers. They did this song uh, and then another one called Video Fever. They're impossible to find, but they're on YouTube if you want to check it out. Yeah, they're on the Entrada or La La Land War Games soundtrack release. La La Land? Let's check that out. Yeah, I can't remember who did it. So that was just a warm-up for yeah. this one thing that I do where I ask Adam... Mm-hmm. What do you ask? What's, me? What? What's in the chip? <laughs> nice. Welcome to What's in the Juke. Begin. <laughs> Where we're playing the Guess That Movie Song Part 2 series today. Oh, Part 2. That's right. We love sequels. You, you get a half point for guessing the song. Scotty, the tell me the name of the song. Or the artist. Or the name of that 80s film that we're talking about. <laughs> yes. Oh, by the way, I don't have to work tomorrow, so I don't care. Nice. Yeah. Hey, right, what happens if you get, like... Um, if you get if you get the song, you'll get a half point. Oh, half point. What Whoa, the heck was nice. that? If you guess the artist, you'll get another half point. Okay, half point. <laughs> that means you could get a full point if you get them both, right? Yeah, you can get one point five if half you get point. Full point. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, so here we go. These are fa- fairly well known. I don't think that we're going to get too many. Uh, <laughs> All right. Um and and Casey's playing for honor tonight. Oh, he, there he, there were there are prizes. Oh yeah, for the second, third, and fourth place winners so, who will not be Casey. <laughs> 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 well, hey Billy, why don't you tell us about these prizes? Because we have these three guys tonight. Uh, they come from the most interesting. I don't know. Uh, they're the coolest uh, coin-operated device ever made. It's oh, they smell so good. Uh, uh, injection molding machine, coin operated, made in 1962. All machines were made in 1962 and three, so they're all that old. And uh, there's a couple of people that keep them running. Two companies, Moldorama, Moldomatic. Moldorama is out of Chicago. They have machines here in Minnesota. 
and uh, they're uh, good friends of mine, and they've uh, helped me in my quest to have the coolest coin-operated device in my collection. And as such, I've been able to share them with people. We put it out for Halloween. And uh, right now, uh, both Moldorama and Moldomatic, uh, all their sites are closed due to COVID. Sure. So they've gone to online sales, which they've never done because it's all about making the souvenir on location. And they're taking the proceeds right now and they're uh, sending them to the zoos and museums uh, that are closed, that still have to feed animals and have staff to curate and such. So uh, if you don't win one tonight, you have a chance to go out and search either company out. Uh, Moldorama's closest to my heart. And uh, maybe pick up a cool souvenir or two and help support uh, not just their companies, but actually the uh, locations that they come from. So these are very special. They are skull Moldoramas that are made from Billy Seven's old Moldorama machine that he got help uh, from the Moldorama company to get working. And I don't know if you own this mold or if you were able to borrow it, but it's a pretty cool uh, keepsake. It fits in the palm of your hand. And I, I think you could probably put a couple of LEDs in this thing and light it up. It would look really cool. Oh, yeah. So we're going to give those There's, away. Is it showing me or the machine? I see. That's the machine. The machine. Okay. All right. So awesome. Moldorama.com. All right, for the first one, uh, okay, so we're doing, a, it's a special night again, right? So if you get that, you get the name of the, mm -hmm. the, the the artist, the name of the song, or the movie, you get a half point, right? Right. So, all right, here we go. You got the touch. You got the power. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> and that is the touch it is transformers and it is stan bush so mr peabody's in for a full point, full point. and it looks like Metropolis was the first one that's right he got half point all right okay here comes your next track this one's gonna i mean i know the song but the movie might be a little bit more difficult here we go What's happening? Oh, that took a while. Oh, yeah. Glad you put that tape. <laughs> That's in my cassette deck right now. Not Miami Sound Machine. It is Rhythm of the Night. That's Mr. Peabody. And it is DeBarge. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, Mr. Peabody got both of those. Yeah. and He's which rocking it out. Which movie is it in? Uh, they play a little more. Lights. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The world is on your shoulders and all of the madness has got you going crazy. Yeah, so if that was Miami Sound Machine, you would have heard Gloria Stefan, but it was not. All right, so which movie was that in, Mark? I'll tell you, The Last Dragon, Ooh, which I have right. not seen, but it came out in 1985, so I think I need to, to go back and check it out. All right. Okay, here comes the next track. <laughs> I don't think I need to play anymore. Yeah. There's going to be some half points coming up right now. I can just feel it. All right. Uh, and who got that? Half Casey. Point. Casey is in. 
and Atropolis, and also Casey for half another half point on Harold Faltemeyer, which makes him a full point. And that is Beverly Hills Cop. So full point, half point for Casey. All right, Casey. So that's that, Axel F. In case all right, missing. that is correct. Axel F. Beverly Hills Cop. All right, here we go. Next track. This one fades in. Just makes you feel so fuzzy inside. It's not the last Starfire. Well, that was great, though. (laughs) Metropolis, never-ending story is correct. And damn it is not correct. But, that okay, Lamal is correct, Mr. Peabody. And um, so never-ending story from the movie. Uh, We're going to have to give Mike Page a half point for that, too. Half point. For all three of those guys. Hey, Mike, we're out of gifts. we got to talk to you. And, and we need you to send, if you're going to send in more gifts for us to give away, we want your business cards in them so we can promote you when we send them out. They have been a huge hit, and I have a ton to send out. They're going out this week. Uh, They're awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, you got one, Billy. What would you think of that thing? I love it. It's the uh, depth is cool, the size. I, I'd love to get a Seawolf one when I get a little more cash flush again after this uh, COVID and job situation. Oh, that's funny. I gave away a Seawolf last week. It's right here. And it's going I out. saw that. It's so yeah. big. They are just amazing. I, I think it's some of the best craftsmanship I've seen in a arcade magnet. Okay, so that's cool. And the next track coming up is uh, this is going to be a big hit. Also in a video game. Nice. Oh, that's true. Yep. And if you don't get it, I am ashamed to have this this group of chatters in here. Oh, Christopher Graham is on the board with the Goonies and Cindy Lauper. I think we have to give them to him. That's nice. Uh, the song is "Goodies uh, Are Good Enough." So, Mr. Peabody, we're close. Uh, I'm going to give it to. Christopher though, because he hasn't any points yet. He's on the board now, and um, and what movie is that from? To live and die in L.A. Is that correct? I don't think that's in that song. That that's uh, um, who did that song? It's Wang Chung did that song. Wang Chung. I love I love that movie though. It's a great movie and it's a great soundtrack. I, I have a I have a distinct weird memory from that movie. I was I was um, at the mall with my buddy Mike Lee. Yeah. Crazy Korean guy. Oh. And he's like, "Hey, do you do you like stuff that smells good?" And then before I knew what had happened, he had sprayed Dracar Noir like in a big, big, huge wet spot on my back. <laughs> so all through the movie, I smell like Dracar Noir, and, and now and now every time I smell Dracar Noir, I think of to live and die in LA. I love that, and this video is my- funny because. They act like Spielberg directed the movie, and they have like this fake Spielberg guy in it, but it's not him. Does anyone know who directed this movie? I'll give you a half point if you do. Um, in the next ten Superman? seconds, it is the same director of Superman. Uh, and uh, nine, eight, seven, six, five, like four, a, three, two, it's like one. an auction. Yep, it is Richard Donner. <laughs> 
anyway, okay, next track. Here you go. <laughs> oh shoot. Oh. <laughs> Out of control. Wow. All right, we got a lot of vacations yes. in there. Holy crap. Everybody knows this vacation. Who is the singer for Grand Out Loud? Casey uh, got vacation first. And it looks like Ryan is in for Litzy Buckingham and Hula Day Road. All right. So I think Ryan, uh, S1500s on the full board point. for full point. Does that look what it's like? That's right. And who got uh, vacation? It was Casey. Half right. point. Nice. Okay. There's a lot of dammits in the chat tonight. Okay, here we go. Damn. <laughs> it's like a damn it. All right, this is in a couple of movies we're discussing, and, and one of them is, uh, I'm going to give it away here, is um, Secret of My Success. We were talking before the show. Oh. And, and uh, I was quizzing Mark. He didn't quite get it. So I could not remember. You know, uh, I, I know mostly the Night Ranger stuff from that. <laughs> yeah. That's a great soundtrack, and the and the rest of it's by David Foster. Okay, this is uh, uh, a a big song. I'm only gonna play a, a couple of bits of it, but here you go. That's it. <laughs> hey, I mean, we're gonna see the chat just go boom. One that's gonna light up. You can just boom. Yellow is correct, Casey. You get a half point. And correct spelling. I just love it. And then, my side tracker for a moment. It's oh yeah. And Ferris, Dolly is on the board with a half, half point. point. And Casey takes full the point. point for the name and the artist. That's pretty awesome. All right, Can I side track you for a moment? Yeah, go ahead. Yes. Uh, uh, when this uh, uh, Ferris Real Estate came out. Oh, crap. Hang on. I got to mute it. <laughs> 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 screwed i'll talk over it anyway when that came on i thought it was really cool i went looking for the single yeah i couldn't find it yeah i had an uncle who was a dj out in montevideo which is what i wanted to aspire to be after uh, high school never went this way uh and it was a country music station and i said i didn't know it but i just uh called him or something i said hey do you think you could give me this single for this oh yeah because you can't buy it there was some problems with uh, contractual release here in the United States. And uh, my 45 thing is over there. But I still have it to this day. I got it before anyone else I knew because he mailed it to me from Montevideo because they sent it out as a promo to a country music station. That is oh hilarious. God. Yeah, because they're not going to play that crap. Might as well give it to you. Well, well I also, he also, I think I got from him too. I, got, I have to dig this out before the end of the show. I have David Hasselhoff. Singing "Do You Love Me" on a forty-five, oh. and on the cover he's standing on Kit with a leather vest, mm -hmm. and it's raining. Yeah, that's messed <laughs> up right there. I love it. Okay, here comes your next three tracks, Sorry. because Sorry. because it's time for the DJ to slow things down a bit. Mark Take wanted Mark wanted he curated this section. Uh, this is the part of the dance that's the snowball dance. So. If you have a partner oh, that you'd like you know, to... You know what he means by snowball, don't you? <laughs> yeah, he means it's... it's the, oh, wait. No. Yeah, I was talking more like the 60s snowball dance. Oh, not, oh yeah. Not yeah, from yeah. the 90s Clerks movie, but okay. Uh -huh. Here we go. Oh, 
Tonight. <laughs> yes, that is Peter Cetera, Brian Frober, and it is uh, Glory of Love, Mr. Peabody, and it is Officer and Gentleman, is it? No. No, it's not. It's Karate Kid Part 2. Officer and a Gentleman, there is a different... I know what the song he's thinking of, but it's not this one. So Karate Kid Part 2. That is correct. Uh, has this Brian. been Glory... Brian Frober, I'm going to kick you in the nuts. That's not appropriate. <laughs> Glory hole of love. Oh, you had to say it on the air. I don't know what that means. <laughs> is, it, is it like water come out of it? Yeah, know. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my God. You guys are filthy. <laughs> You're filthy. <laughs> well, there was some, there was some fighting in there. That's where we need the sound clip, you filthy animals. (laughs) You filthy animals. Okay, (laughs) here comes uh, track number nine and uh, another slow song. That's it. (laughs) I mean, what else do you need? We're going to get banned for this song. I know it. That wasn't wasn't small enough amount. You know, it's funny. My wife knows this because there's a remake of the song that came out like in the late 90s. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And she thought that was the original version of it. Boom. Yep. All right. Top Gun. Casey got it first. Take My Breath. Yeah, he got Berlin and Take My Breath Away. Who got the movie first? Brian Frober. All right, Brian. All right. Excellent. There's some half points in there. Half point. Full point for somebody named Relford. Okay. Or as we love to call him, Kelsey Rayford. Okay. So... The next. First place. <laughs> All right. So this is your last one. I'm going to play a very small clip of this song and see if people can get it. I bet they will. That's two seconds. That's pretty small. That's pretty small. Yeah, that's pretty small. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes, you know, it's great. Uh, I finally did dispute um, the copyright claim against me on um, Dan's episode, and they released it to me. Nice. So we're what, not, we're, who, not uh, we're unbanned. Who's the defender? SME, Sony. Oh. So I said, hey, we're not playing your song. It is Kokomo. Brian Fober. And it is, why can anybody get the freaking artist? Are you kidding me? Weekend at Bernie's, not correct. <laughs> so Brian Fober uh, got Cocktail also. Cocktail's correct, but why isn't the artist coming up? Dolly. Gets a half point. No, Brian nice. got in just before her. Oh, Brian, sorry. Yep. Oh, but that was good, though. I'm like, why, why is there no artist in here? That's weird. Bermuda. I love that people were guessing Bermuda. That's great. Uh, Aruba, uh, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you to Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Right? We'll nice. play a little bit more of that. I think we played this Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I want to take you. Saw those guys <laughs> live two, three years ago. Uh, M- Mike Loves Beach Boys was a fantastic show. Uh, and whoever they had doubling for uh, Brian Wilson was amazeballs. So uh, where are we at, Mark? Tell us the totals and who wins the skulls for tonight. 
Well, playing again for honor was Casey Rufford, who pulled in first place. Nice. <laughs> but nice. he's nope, not, not getting a skull, apparently. Okay, all right. And our second place winner, so close with three points, Mr. Peabody. Mm. Hey, Sherman. Mm. And then, I don't know who, who, who that was. Uh, third place uh, with <laughs> 2.5 points, Brian Fober. And then pulling in fourth, Chris Graham. Nice. With two points. All right. Well, uh, let's go ahead and uh, mark them down for skulls. You guys know the drill. Uh, Hit me up on Facebook or email me at adam at arcaderadio.com with your particulars. If you don't claim your prize, I will not send it, and I will not send it to you eight weeks later when you remember. So please send me your deets now. (laughs) Okay, because it'll probably take me eight weeks to send it to you anyway. All right. That means uh, we are going to move on to the next section, which tonight we don't really have one, but, uh, you know, we'll oh, give a what drum about roll. listener phone calls? Boing. Uh, normally we'd play a fanfare. <laughs> oh, wait, we got to check the voicemail. Yeah. All right, let's do that. He's on autopilot tonight, Mark. It's okay. This has happened before. Thank you for calling 612-548-GAME. This is Arcade Radio. Please leave your message after the tone. You wonder if people... Are, what the heck happened there? I didn't do it. What is going on in the back? I hear, like, someone underwater. Is that a voice? Hey, Arcade Radio. It's your buddy, Bob Garcia. Control panel expert and technician. Hey, but you can call me Officer Robert today. You see, I'm in a nice Airbnb that I found unlocked. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the law is outside, though. Right now, I can hear that uh, police uh, talkity talk with, with something about a search warrant. Hey, when when they storm in here, I'm going to storm out of my closet right behind them. <laughs> hey, what better way to confuse a SWAT team than to wear the same uniform as them? Yeah, they were, they were careless and they left their trunk open earlier, and now I look like a badass. Oh, man, they're going to be so confused. Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. Here, here, here they come. Here I go. Hey, I, I think he went that way. Tango, tango, cash can. Looks like I need to help my fellow officers find this dude. So I'll catch you guys on the swappity swap. Where's the deck out? <laughs> he leaves okay. us the funniest messages. You think he's going to make it out? He might have got shot. No, it sounds like they thought he was one of them. I know. Now he's Officer just going to have to pretend to be a cop indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> this is Officer Zarzadek. I mean, Robert. I mean, Robert. (laughs) Man, that guy. Hey, should we open up the phone lines? Yeah, what do you got? I don't know. I'm just saying that. Can we actually do that? Let's see what happens when we do it. Uh, Because we've never done that, really. Right? Have we? No. Right. No. Did, who was calling earlier? Did we did we see what? Uh, what no, was that? I I think it was just Facebook pinging. I I don't I think somehow it, I don't have my Facebook turned off. Oh, okay. It, it was Microsoft telling him to update. Oh. Oh. It was a personal call from uh, Bill Gates. <laughs> the vehicle may have expired and should be reactivated to protect against the cost of repairs. If you have not responded to this notification, it. Wow. <laughs> 
They called the game line? <laughs> I get I could calls like these all the time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, there's Tim. Yeah. No, I just have stuff in there from last week. But my favorite are the ones where they pretend to be like the IRS and need your social security number, you know. To get your check? Yeah. Hey, we're getting a call. Should I answer it? Sure. All right. This is Arcade Radio. You're on the air. Hey, it's me, Ryan. Ryan, how are you doing? Hey. Good. Is your vehicle's warranty expired? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, this is S1500. Welcome to the show. Ryan, how are you doing? Hold on. Let me mute my TV. You, you okay. got you to gotta mute your, your stuff so we, we're hearing ourselves. It has been done. All right, cool. So tell us, uh, Ryan, how long have you been listening to this show? I think since the beginning. I think you are listener number one, actually. I'm sorry. I'm the- <laughs> <laughs> Brian's not even ho- Brian hasn't even been hosting as long as you've been listening. Again, I'm sorry. I'm the original. <laughs> hey, man, I got the uh, last Starfighter uh, promotional soundtrack record that you dropped off the other day. That's awesome. What'd you think of it? I never got a chance to listen to it. Well, it's fantastic. I mean, I have I have a digital copy too, but it's fun to listen on good old vinyl. You know, it doesn't sound too bad. It says a little some scratches and clicks and stuff, but it's uh, in general, it's not bad, and it's a Just promotional cool. copy. So. The clicks and the scratches are part of the record. It's part of the experience. It's part of the experience. Yeah. Amen. So tell us a little bit what you've been working on. I bought a Flight 2000 pinball playfield, and I actually want to like bring it back to life. A Flight 2000 pinball. I'm not familiar. Just, you have game playfield. It's, it's just a playfield. I bought it for forty bucks from that place on University, oh. and I'm restoring it. It's it's in pretty bad shape, but I bought a lot of new fasteners for it, all LEDs, stuff like that. Okay, so you're from kind of- from Summit. That's funny because I know exactly. It ha- yeah, no. Summit's on University, right? I want to uh, basically interface it with an iPad board and actually try to actually make it work again. It's not going to be easy. Mm. Well, that's – all right, so that's cool. So you have a pinball machine or two in your house, right? Yep, I have Secret Service and Firepower too. Love them both. And digital stereo. Yeah, he didn't hear that. Digital stereo. And digital stereo, <laughs> Secret Service, digital. and you get the thing along – with the movie soundtrack. My arms flailing here. I think my video feed is a couple seconds behind. Mm. Yeah, we we only see we only hear you. So, <laughs> all right. Well, Ryan, um, do you have any do you have any questions for us? Do you have any comments for us? What 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 brings you to call us? I just wanted to talk to another person in this COVID. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, brother. What What'd you call the name of our show, Adam, in the show notes? But oh. we shall see each other again. We yeah, so, so I, I named this episode uh, on YouTube. I called it um, – what the hell did I call it? It was, I was clever. It was super clever. No more COVID nights. That's what it oh, was. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that that's a new Paul McCartney song coming out. Yes. So <laughs> is another one of those like charity generating songs, like "We Are the World." Yeah, it is. Uh, we're no. gonna we're gonna do a live broadcast of "No No More COVID Nights," uh, sung by <laughs> arcade radio singers across the world. Huh. It'll huh. it'll be great. Uh, Mark Mark is skeptical. 
Uh, okay, is Dan Aykroyd going to be showing up? Yep. <laughs> uh, run that by us again. Dan Aykroyd, is he going to show up? Oh, yeah. Mysterious? Dan Aykroyd, is, he'll be there for sure. Yep. Ground musician. Okay. And, and Huey Lewis, even though he's got Meneers, he's going to sing too, and we're going to auto-tune him. That'll make him real happy. Okay, I think he can take some work, some time off. I'll work at start. <laughs> I can wait another day. Well, all right. I just want to drop the hat. <laughs> All right. So that was Ryan, S1500 in the chat. So give him some harassment while he's, you know, he, he's nice. So he's from the cities? Uh, Ryan, thanks for calling in. Uh, and, and we're going we're gonna to take our next caller. All right. Sounds good. Cool. All right. So uh, that was Ryan. Give him some hell in the chat, people. Anybody else want to call in that 612-548-GAME? That's 612-548-4263. And uh, and then we'll, we'll just take your call. Otherwise, we're just going to shoot the shit and hang out and whatnot. So Call, call, call. Call. That's the first time we've had anybody call in with any sort of success. Um, sometimes they call in and I'm like, wait a minute, we're taking calls? Well, it is better than uh, your management of the people participating in the video chats. What are you talking about? <laughs> Well, you don't have to add them. Yeah. To I said hello to at least four people today. Were they I knew eight? I had it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm talking about the time we tried to have an arcade uh, hangout oh. chat. Oh, and that was, by the way, the last time we saw Billy. Billy, did you have to look at the naked man? when, when that... <laughs> You guys Unfortunately, missed out on... <laughs> my eyes are still burning. Uh. Hey, there's and that here, album. Adam, here's a single for you. Holy crap. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. So I, I bought this, uh, he did a hits and history thing, and, and he, he did a remix, and it, it's kind of funky. Everything a flood up, another lonely night, I take Yeah, that's from 2007. You could, you could roller disco to that, baby. Hell yeah! I love it. <laughs> All right, let's pick a topic and do a round robin. All right, roller skating rinks. Okay. Social distancing. Uh, uh, wait, that's two topics. Can we just pick one? Well, no. I mean, it's an interesting question. Are we going to be able to have roller skating rinks again? Yes. Yeah. In fact, but, I, mean, I think you're going to have to be time, masked. Most of the time, people are six feet away in those things anyway. Right. But if someone coughs in front of you, me. the chances of you getting COVID are high. That's what I'm saying, masks. Can we see a resurgence? I mean, that's an activity that is conducive for that. You know, what about, what about drive-ins? The Twin Cities. Oh, sorry, go ahead. I like, I like roller derby. Uh, roller derby. I like roller derby. I like roller rinks. Uh, we have the roller garden here in St. Louis Park. It is amazing. It's a super fun place. And I hope it gets to reopen soon. Roller garden's cool, but they don't got light lab like this. You got to go to, uh, oh. is it uh, not cheapskate, the one in Blaine and then uh, the one down in uh, Apple Valley. Uh, they're on my Facebook things, but I can't think of them because I'm on the They spot have a right huge now. thing in the roller garden with, with the like a light that goes like that. They and, do? They must yeah. have put that in. It's like on the back wall, and then they have their mirror ball at the top, and they turn all the lights off. It's pretty awesome. The garden's, the one, the garden's with the big arch ceilings, right? Yeah. Out well, in, it used to be a... 
a horse stable years and years and years and years and years and years ago. Hey, we're getting another call. Should we take it? This one's from out of town. All right, bring Somebody's it. calling in to say stop talking. Hey, this is Arcade Radio. You're on the air. Oh, my gosh. This is Christopher Graham. Christopher Graham? Yes. All right. Welcome, Welcome to the show. What is going on? Well, thank you. What is going on with you guys? Well, you know, we're doing a show. You're in the chat, so you kind of know what's going on. <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I, this, is, this is a surprise. I just called the number to, uh, you know, ask if you've uh, extended your warranty on your uh, car yet. <laughs> you guys are the second person. <laughs> wait, third person tonight. And no, I haven't. What can you... You know, the <laughs> fact, I, I got one of those calls the other day, and I picked, you know, I love playing with those guys when they call. So they go, so what is the make and model of your car, sir? And I go, a 1985 Dodge Omni? <laughs> Click. <laughs> oh, you know, it's funny. Next time somebody does that to me, I'm going to do the same thing. Hey, now... Yeah, I, it's, it's just way too much fun to, to, to screw with it, but... Uh, uh, so uh, I, I don't know what projects to talk about. Um, I hauled a uh, cabinet I got from uh, a young proprietor of a place called Paradise Arcade. Um, <laughs> it used to be Star Wars, and then it was something else, and then it was left outside. Um, and then I picked it up. And so I took it to the garage to see if the uh, the old uh, isopropyl alcohol and... Uh, and uh, Magic Eraser will help restore the artwork, if the artwork still exists. Um, I'm betting it doesn't. <laughs> All right, so tell us about your dumpster fire, because you've been working on that. Oh, this thing is cooking with gas um, since the uh, last time. Wait, you so guys you got to start it. from the beginning, because there's a whole bunch of people who don't know what this is. What is okay. the dumpster so, fire? <clears throat> the dumpster fire is a virtual pinball machine that I um, have been making for probably the last two, two and a half years. And it is made out of 80 to 90% recycled materials. So how it got started was, simply enough, I went to Midwest Gaming Classic in 2017, and I bought a used coin door. And then from there, I found <laughs> some... You built, you built a virtual pinball from a coin door. Started with the coin door. The coin door is the first part that I, honest to God, bought because I knew I wanted to make one. And I was like, hey, there's a coin door. I'm dumb. Let's buy it. Um, so I got that. I got that. And then a few months later, when the Portellos down the road was finishing up their construction, I went and talked to the foreman and I said, hey, do you have any wood? And he said, sure. You can take like three or four sheets of that. So I took three or four sheets of this eight by like six or whatever the hell it was, three-fourths inch plywood. And I started uh, cutting out a, a pinball machine. So uh, the uh, biggest thing that has been a, a hindrance to it was after Pinball Expo, which if any of you want to see the dumpster fire, take a look at the uh, TNT Amusements uh, video, the second one where he goes around and there's a homebrew thing. And you'll see my dumb bald head that looks like Homer Simpson. Uh, but you, so after Pinball Expo, I was trying to fix something and I did something really brilliant, which is I dropped the playfield monitor. So needless to say, that was uh, the end of that playfield monitor. But the lucky thing was, in keeping with the, you know, the recycled materials, I had somehow stumbled onto a burnt out LCD monitor, uh, while driving around Minneapolis last summer. And all I had to do is get the LED backlights and, it is better than ever. Um, I've still got to get a little bit of the lighting and the trickery done, but 
it's been arted since you guys saw it at 2DCon last summer. It's been... Uh, well, you also you know, upgraded the GPU, right? I did. I, I was originally using just... Because uh, I wanted to keep with, with used stuff because that kind of became the heart of the project. Um, I upgraded it from a 2-core to a uh, Core i5 with, you know, like 16 gigs of RAM and all that kind of stuff. But still used, you know, only like a first or second generation Core i5. It has made the world of difference, and this thing is humming. Well, that's cool. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, you've been listening for a few weeks now regularly because of, I think everyone's got a little extra time. Uh, do you yeah. have any questions for us? Uh, I, yes. Uh, it, it, when, uh, you know, refinancing your mortgage. Uh, <laughs> that's actually funny. That's actually funny. I'm actually closing on my mortgage on Saturday. Oh, nice. Well, good gravy. Well, this is, this is the perfect time to do that because we're not heading into any kind of economic hardship. <laughs> <laughs> not whatsoever. Yeah. But, well, anyways, anyways guys, I can, I, I'm someone you can tell who uh, you ask the time and I can tell you how to make a watch. So I will uh, leave the phone lines uh, empty. Uh, maybe we can do a full, full one of these at one point. Uh, when the dumpster fire is a little bit further along, but yeah, it's sitting right behind me right now. And I was uh, actually working on a uh, back glass for a homebrewed. Now, when I take these things to home to, to pinball shows, they 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 tell me rules, which are uh, we don't want you to have any actual tables on there. So I mostly go there with <clears throat> fan made original tables. Uh, when I went to Pinball Expo. I actually did a, a reveal of the Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire pin, which, according to the pinball heads, is an unattainable license. I, I think that's a bunch of BS. Um, I think any license is attainable. It's just whether or not somebody wants to pay the money for and it. And actually, at 2D Con last year, you had a Stranger Things table before Stern even had one. And you know what? I am pretty sure that people from Stern were looking at it at MGC. Um, I, I vaguely, I, I didn't know who it was, but there was this guy that kept looking around. And months later, he looked like the guy who designed the one for Stern. So yeah, I, I did have that one. Unfortunately, you will no longer be able to play that game at a convention because I'm just not going to deal with Uncle Gary. Um, but. Yeah, so, you know, long, long story short, the, it's going great. i got about like 167 tables set up right now. Um, so needless to say, uh, I spend half of my time just paging through the menu and not deciding on anything. Well, that's kind so, of, you you know, know, that's, that's fun to have that kind of thing. Yeah, I, it is. It's, it's, and I, I look forward to playing the upgrades in uh, the, whatever the next open convention is, if it's MGC <laughs> next year or if it's 2DCon this year. Who knows? Uh it doesn't look good for 2D Con uh, in my in my book. But. I'm I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say something really bold here. I don't think Pinball Expo is gonna happen in October. Yeah, I, I, I don't think that. I, I think that. I think it's really. You know, they're gonna start doing UFC fights this weekend, which is really a smart idea, isn't it? I, I tried to hear that five minutes ago, but uh, obviously I keep jabbering. But they're gonna do UFC fights this weekend. I don't think we're gonna have the whole hell of a lot of anything to do. Anyways, on that note, goodbye. Thanks for calling in, Christopher. It was really good to hear your voice. Thank you. So, that's awesome. Uh, you know, it's funny. It is a question. Are we going to end up having all these events? Uh, I'm, can, we, I, can we take temperatures and do COVID tests for, before anybody can enter? I mean, well, are we going to eventually get to that point? Well, well they're, they're showing that that's not really enough for what they have right now. And I, it's, it's a goofy, I mean, everything that's going on is so early. We just don't know for sure. And a little bit of it is going to take trying and then 
honestly failing. Yeah. Like having right. problems. I mean, it's, we are in a, in a different era where we don't have good medicine. What I was telling somebody one day was, you know, back in the early 1900s, a lot of these diseases like tuberculosis, we didn't have a cure and they just kind of dealt with it and figured it out. We're not used to in our lifetimes dealing with medicine where it's like, no, you can't fix this disease or this, you know, I mean, like we have cancer, but we don't have like, you know, communicable diseases that you can't fix. Right. I mean, and um, right. like and AIDS, there's, there's you can so basically much... live forever with AIDS. Yeah. I well, mean, even that we've solved now, you know, I mean, like for the well, most part. And we have so much global travel, though. You know, where I work and where, where I worked until last Tuesday, that's part of the problem. You know, a lot of things can open up, but we're an event center. So without yeah. having a vaccine, you know, there it's you can't do it. Yeah. So so, Billy, I don't want to pry too much on on and tell me if I'm asking too much. We haven't talked in a little while. So you said until last Tuesday, I know you were kind of furloughed. Has that become a more permanent uh, I got my walking papers just last Tuesday. It was oh, the last interviews. That's okay. Uh, not that anyone there will see it. No, I'm not working there anymore. So I guess I can be a little more open. There. But uh, no, it's uh, 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 it might be time to look at a different technical field. I, I kind of fell into this and have been a kind of the uh, steady income since my son was born. So. You know, it's one of those things where through the cyclicals up, up and down, it's uh, tough. And so uh, I've been working and having a good time at home with the family. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm making the best of it. I'm not hurting yet. So there may be a fire sale coming near you. But, uh, I'm not, yeah. I'm, and I'm be buying some crazy moon game with little aliens running around in trackballs. Nice. <laughs> you know, for those of you who don't know uh, uh, Billy in the chat, or uh, I mean, so he really is just kind of a, a, a let's say Jack Walters, a man of all trades, and the stuff he fixes. I mean, he spent gosh overnight. If you listen to the episode with me before 2DCon, and we just hammered through that exterminator and got it working but um it really why does exterminator come up every episode what (laughs) did i can we just not talk about that game like one night one night do that oh my god i messaged messaged him last show we're gonna get a generator and we're gonna come over to the front of your house in the street we're gonna fire it up and we're gonna have a good old time yeah i I have a honda i i I think that'd be great we'll have a bonfire (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're too kind so i it's it's not often that you meet people who just kind of look at stuff and go yeah i can figure out how to fix that and uh it's it's a blast hanging out with him and just kind of like watching him think and and yeah so anyways thank you for that by the way you saved my ass before that convention but see that's what's great about this hobby what i love about it you're you're making the new uh uh, 6,100 boards. You had, uh, uh, Jason on who's, you know, he's thinking like, like, uh, one of you were joking about how he was going through his whole thought process about a circuit and how to design and all that. You know, I went to school for all that and I can't remember it. What, you know, you look at something and you just, you know, look at it analytically That kind of for me, but what I love is this hobby. Again, all of you guys, Mark and Adam, everybody, something to it and we all kind of work together and 
and make it better. So that's what I like. I love finding the information and Adam's phone is ring. We got another call. Is Adam here? How do we answer it? We can't. So we all, can Adam's... any of us answer it? No, just Adam. <laughs> is somebody I'm calling? This is, like, this is like the Atari episode. Adam, we need you. I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> somebody called, but we don't know who it was. I knew that was going to happen. They did that on purpose. Uh, hey, wait, he's not leaning on the on the bookshelf there. Hey, so this is the this is my first uh, cassette tape recorder from like yeah. 19, 1975 or something. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. I think Billy Seven's going to start producing sounds for the show. We got oh, that's good. I had that same tape recorder, dude. Same thing. Did you? Mm-hmm. So did Billy. Hey, my first cassette for my cassette recorder like that Uh was the Bee Gees, Sgt. Pepper, Lonely Heart Club Band. What was yours? We're getting a call. That was my first CD. I think our caller is calling back. My parents were too cheap. I just got blank tapes. All right, let me take (laughs) this. Here we go. Hey, Arcade Radio, you're on the air. Hey, this is Ty. Ty. We, we yeah. been How you doing, buddy? How you doing? It's good to have you on the show, Ty. I think we, uh, you you know the you know the gang here. Uh, how you doing? What what you working on? Me right now. I've been uh, working on my baby Pac Man. I'm building a uh, LED kit for uh, Comet Pinball. They have me put one together for him. So I'm looking forward to getting that done. I just did that. They have like a spreadsheet you fill out. So I did that. And, Sweet. <sighs> Yep, and I did my uh, Star Trek Next Generation pinball uh, over. Yeah. yeah, I've had that did one for really? quite a while, but uh, it was all uh, incandescent bulbs. And really, that pin is just so dark that it's really hard to play if you're in a dark room. You have to be in a lit room if you don't put LEDs in it. There's a lot of pins like that. I end up putting spots in them. So what's your opinion? Uh, a mix of incandescent, or do you like to LED everything out? Um, I think... I think uh, putting some incandescents in some of the lights actually works all right. Um, it's definitely like the shields on the ship. Um, I haven't found ones that don't strobe at different – because the, the ship has like three big inserts for the shields. Sure. And when you – and the um, – Shields! I have, some, I, had some, I have some flex ones in there, and they strobe because it will change its brightness up and down. Yeah. And, uh, and so when it's a, like a mid-brightness, even if it's a non-ghosting, it still strobes. Um, he's going to send me some flux ones, which have capacitors in them, and I'll uh, see how those work out. But I might actually just put incandescents in those particular um, ones as well. Yeah, and I think but, it depends on the pin. Like, Star Trek, to me, is a pin that's more modern. Um, and I, I don't mind putting LEDs and DMDs as long as it's done tastefully. Um, but I, I, I'm a fan of incandescents on the top and then light it up underneath. But... What See, I think you, I'm in the reverse. Yeah. I think I like I like the incandescence in the inserts more, oh. and 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 uh, white frosted in the in the in, in the uh, GI. Oh, interesting, um, interesting. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I see people. What you know? One of the things I think the biggest mistakes you can do in a pen is to put colored GI in it because sure. Um, the, yeah. Because when you do that, the, just like the artist has made some made art for the machine, right? And whatever, if you put a color on there, it rates. I, I don't know what the the additive properties of light exactly is, but if you like put like a lot of people put purple LEDs in Star Trek, and you basically just you can't see half the art in the in the yep. machine once you do that. It's like when you turn and, a black uh, light on in an arcade, you lose a lot of the artwork on the consoles, and you know, 
around this. Well, it's one thing if it's made for that, you yeah. know. Yeah, well, a lot of it was. LED, a lot of it was. LEDs. Yeah, even, I mean, like you know, Space Invaders has got that the moon scene, which is definitely yeah. a white uh, black light on that, and that definitely needs that. Um, as a matter of fact, all my machines have had um, incandescent. All my pins had incandescent bulbs until recently, hmm. except for I had traded. Um, I had a Stern uh, Quicksilver, and I'd put some LEDs in that one, just in some of the inserts and stuff. But I, I paid like a hundred bucks for that total, hmm. and then I ended up trading that for a um, uh, like I, I don't know if it's homeowner only. It looks like it's homeowner only uh, space station. And I got a, a Firepower 2, which was in, it was in rough shape. I ended up trading away the Firepower 2 with two other pins to get a, um, a um, Cue Ball Wizard, which is that's oh, actually yeah. a really, really fun pin. And, uh, but the space station, the guy who, who traded with me, he had put LEDs in it, but he only, did, he only put um, frosted white LEDs in the GI, and that has a second set of green GI when you go into condition green. It's pretty cool. So when the when you lock two balls and then when you go to lock the third ball, it <laughs> releases all the balls and it goes conditioned and it says Steve Ritchie's voice going, you know, redock, you must redock. And it says failure, failure. And then all the, it's just conditioned green. And all the, um, the GI, the white GI turns off and the green GI turns on and it starts playing some pretty intense music. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's really, it's a fun effect. Ty, are you seeing, uh, what Brian's holding up? What's that? Are you seeing what Brian's holding up right now on the show? No, I'm not. Oh, can I watch something here? Is it? Where do I go? Arcade Radio? Yeah. Well, if you go to arcaderadio.live, that's where you'll find us. Um, but yeah, he's holding up a baby what, what Pac-Man uh, reproduction CPR playfield that he just bought. Oh, oh that's God. sweet. So what was the what was it? Arcade Radio dot what? Live. ArcadeRadio.live, people. Or you can go to that tweet I sent you. I see it here now. By the way, we have a Patreon now, too. People can uh, can donate to us on a weekly basis. What? Yeah. Ty, Ty, you got... Oh, you sent me a tweet. Okay. Well, I'm looking at you now, so... <laughs> Ty, you yeah, got that's a, that's a, I, silver for 100 um, bucks. Can I see that baby Pac-Man playfield again? No. Brian has no. been trying to talk, but I, he's not close enough to his mic. So... He's I was not, talking just fine. That is so glossy. Yeah, t- you're talking That's... just fine. Nobody can hear you just fine. So. Well, so I was going to ask Ty, did you... Uh, I, huh. So I'm getting ready to do um, yeah, LEDs in my Star Trek. Have you done the mirror blades on the side of that? I uh, saw I'm, that. I'm, I don't I'm... normally do blades, but they look neat in that one. What was that? Did we lose him? I wonder if we lost him. I'm... Uh, I'm, I wanted to know. If he, I wanted to know if he got a stern quicksilver for a hundred bucks. I'm here. Do you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. We, we can hear you. Okay. Uh, Billy's asking if if you got I'm, a stern I'm getting the echo because I'm listening. I have to listen to YouTube feed. Okay. Yeah, you need here. to turn that off. Just mute that and listen to us. But I can only I can only hear you. He oh. can't hear the other ones of us because he was using it on the phone. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh. oh, that's interesting. That is interesting. So I have to repeat everything back. So Brian Brian had a question for you. Brian, what was your question? Um, do you like the mirror yeah. blades on the Star Trek Next Generation? Do you like the mirror blades on the Star Trek The Next Generation? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was easy. Well, Ty, I, why don't you tell us, uh, first of all, let us know, uh, let the chatters know, uh, where are you calling from, uh, and what's your club handle if you have one? I'm calling from uh, upstate New York, and my club handle is just Ty, so T-I-G-H-E. Um 
Yeah, so the mirror blades in the Star Trek, um, those, I thought about doing it, but what I ended up doing is I put two spotlights in it, and that really made a huge difference. Oh, yeah. And I have, and I got some, the slingshots, I got some brighter bulbs. I I think I might even go, like, do um, one of those uh, four by four towers in the in the slingshots. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. that will make, the, make a big difference. Um, but, uh, and then the, there's a Klingon bird of prey ship, if anybody knows what that is. Oh, yeah. And there's two uh, incandescent bulbs that are underneath the wings of that, and I ended up taking those out and putting in flex ones, and I and I pointed those more towards the center of the playfield, and then right where the right flipper is and the buck on the left side, there are two nut spots where you can put some uh, spotlights. So it, I just I got the kit from Comet, and they went right on there perfectly. I plugged them in the GI, and then actually put on top of the buck. I had like a um, next generation, you know, uh, Enterprise D ship that I got. Like, in I went to, I took my daughter to Comic Con. I had one of those little boxes that you can, um, it has like random ships in it. Yeah. And it was the, it was the, it was the Enterprise D. It could have been anything. It could have been Voyager. It could have been sure. D Space Nine or anything else. It was perfect. It worked out perfectly. And I just, I um, just put some a Gorilla tape makes like a double sided tape that's wicked strong. And I just put some of that on top of the buck and just stuck the ship on top of that. And it literally covers up the spotlight on the left-hand side. The spotlights look, fu- look fine, but it, like you don't even see the spotlight when you put the ship there. All right, and I'm that lights ask, up the... Go I'm going to ask you a question, Ty. I think you yep. and I met on Clav a long, long time ago. Uh, not in a galaxy that far away. And that, <laughs> I know that's mixing metaphors, but uh, let uh, I think at one time you needed a, a Star Trek uh, coin box for your captain's chair. Mike, I don't have a captain's chair. Then it's not you. It's another tie. Another tie, huh? Huh. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, um, no, that that'd be cool to have a captain's chair. Um, that's a fun game. I like that one a lot, but I don't have that one. I did not meet you on Clove years ago, and you did not need. These are not the droids you're looking for. Okay. <laughs> <that's fine. laughs> give. I so one of the things I did find though was with the baby Pac-Man. The um, the it. The lights are they, they definitely need to be non ghosting. Oh yeah. Those yeah. things are Well that's yeah. pretty common though, isn't it though? When you when you buy uh lights they need to be non ghosting. I, I think that's pretty common when you buy lights now. They're just non ghosting in general. I have a lot of yeah old I have a lot of LEDs that I bought from you know, years back that that ghost. I, I probably should just throw them away because I never use them. So I mean, they're fine for coin doors and things like that. Yeah, <clears throat> but that is true. Yeah, you could put them on a coin door. So, well, Ty, thanks for ca- calling in, and, and, and we're going to be wrapping up here soon. So, if anybody else wants to call, in, and Ty, uh, listen into this show when we're live. <laughs> yeah. How did you even find us? We love it, Mark. <laughs> well, we got to definitely have you on the show. I think it'd be fun to have you as a guest. All right, I'd like that. All right, we'll figure it out. Nice. Uh, we'll we'll line it up. In fact, we might feature you next week. So, uh, Mark, let's reach out to Ty and get that that tidy done. Up. All right, guy. We'll we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for calling in. All right. So that was Ty uh, from Clove. Uh, Ty, of, you know, on Clove. So uh, we should probably take at least one more call, right? You got one. Well, we could. If sure. if anybody else from the chat wants to call in, you call in right now. And we will take your call. And we have one one more call, and that's it for the night. Otherwise, we're just going to wrap it up. But I think I think this has been fun. This has been a, 
unusual show. What a great show. You know? It's just like one of the best ones ever. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Ty is a guest. I'm hearing, yes, Ty is a guest. Uh, Ty's voice does not match his beard. That's hilarious. No, Uh, it doesn't. And he's in the chat now. He's in the chat now. uh, What was the project Ty did a while ago with the. uh, He's done a couple of really cool ones. Um. Gosh, what he like made an arcade game out of a out of um, a Nintendo. God, all right, I'm gonna look it up. Hold on. <laughs> Ty says nothing matches my beard. <laughs> Virtual uh, Boy, that was his project, wasn't it? We got Seabart's telling Frober to call in. That's funny. We got yeah, the lines are open. Uh, don't be shy. Uh, what what would you say, Brian? It's, is it really that hard to hear me? That's funny. Yeah, it is. Uh, so oh, here comes a call. Virtual Boy is Got the tie project. Virtual Boy, huh? All right. 832. I don't know where that is, but here we go. It's Arcade Radio. You're on the air. Hey, Arcade Radio. What's <laughs> up, you bastards? <laughs> hey, I can't talk for long. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, is this Bob? <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty interesting. Normally you don't call. Okay, I think he hung up. No, I'm still here. Oh, <laughs> this is weird. Are you eating donuts? I love donuts. They taste good. <laughs> That's great. Hey, I gotta go, guys. All right, we'll talk to you later, uh, whoever you are. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what the heck? That was good. How, he how weird. Hey, hey, question for you guys. So uh, you kind of asked me this before, and I kind of know you guys, but I don't know if everyone else has heard this. How about each one of you tell us a little bit of a story, what kind of got you into the arcade collecting area? All right. Well, I've told this story before. I'll try to be brief. Um, but essentially, uh, I, I think it started back in the 80s when we used to visit a friend uh, uh you know my dad's my one of my dad's best friends uh, who lived in bloomington and he had a pinball machine and a coke machine in his house um, i think it was partly the influence also movies like the toy uh i think silver spoons some of those other things. i don't i don't think i watched silver spoons very much but i did like aaron gray and buck rogers um, but, but those types of movies where you like the toy, when I remember thinking it was, I, we watched it first of all, because there's a scene where, uh, Jackie Gleason has behind his desk, a portrait of his wife that's painted. And then it, you know, it, un, it the kids know where the button is to remove her clothing. And we all thought that was scandalous. Um, but you know, the kid in that movie is spoiled. It's Richard Pryor. It's a terrible movie. Also re- directed by Richard Donner, by the way. Um, and, uh, he had like a whole bunch of arcade games and pinball machines in his house. And I thought that's friggin' cool. That's that would never happen, you know? And then as I got older, uh, I thought, well, I want to, I want an arcade game in my house. I want something, uh, that can, that can do, um, you know, multiple games. And I didn't really want a main machine. Uh, main was super new at the time. This is back in 02. And so I wanted, I, I decided on Tron because I had four games in one. And, and Tron has always been a favorite movie of mine, and I love the music, Wendy Carlos, all that stuff. And so I just, I just, uh, I started on that route, 
and in the meantime, over the next 10 years, uh, I would have uh, retro gaming parties with consoles. So Super Nintendo, Nintendo, uh, Sega Genesis, uh, Sony PlayStation, GameCube, all that stuff. Uh, Commodore 64, Apple II. And even when back when I was playing the Apple II as a kid, um, I always gravitated towards the arcade titles. Uh, Atari 2600, same thing. Uh, I always gravitated towards the Atari, uh, you know, the, the arcade titles. And I think I probably have bought the Midway and Atari collections for very various platforms over and over again, um, just so I could play the arcade classics, you know. Um, and then I got to thinking, you know, in the mid-2000s, in the late 2000s, uh, getting into the 2010s, uh, I could probably do better than having them run on the console. And you cannot play Star Wars on a GameCube. I'm sorry. You can't play Star Wars on a one-up. It has to be on the original hardware. And so um, I, I started... The force is strong with you. Yeah. <laughs> so I think in 2011, 20, you know, summer of 2011, uh, it was 2012, I bought... I already had a Miss Pac-Man cabaret. I had a Robotron uh, cocktail that I got from um, who's the guy out in Oakdale. Hey, thanks for listening <laughs> to the Double well, Orange. Enjoying this? <laughs> you, you'll get your turn too. Ooh, I like this. Uh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, who's the guy that uh, does all the Williams repairs in Minnesota? Oakdale. Brian. Uh, oh. Um, Starts with uh, Why am I forgetting his name? Bill. Not Bill. Bill's? No. No, it's um, car. No. It's not Anton. What the hell is it? It's uh, gosh. Anyway, uh, the guy that sells he fixed, all the components on eBay. No, he fixed my blaster boards. He, no, he's a Williams guy. He he has a, a whole page dedicated to joust. Anyway, uh, I'll, it'll come to me after the show, and it's not important that we'd say his name on the air. But the point is, is that I bought the Robotron cocktail from him, and so I had these three games, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna start. Uh, Colby. I'm gonna start. No, I'm gonna start uh, expanding my collection out. It's not Lon. Lon is the Joust champion, but it's not him. Joust restore. Uh, Williams repair. Mn. Mackie? No. No. Unbelievable. No. Uh, the hell? Yeah. That sounds so awful. Um. Yeah, it's not even coming up here anymore. I guess it's going to come to me. Anyway. Jet Usenet? Different guy. I don't know why everybody, we're going to just, do I have to like go through my emails now to find out? You, no, no, you keep going. I'll so, figure it out. So anyway. Um, Chomney. Andre Chomney. Andre. It is Andre. Ah, thank, thank you. God. God, I'm just going to go nuts here. So Andre, awesome What's guy, super smart, uh, has helped tons of people on the forums. Uh, fixed their their various Williams machines. Uh, great guy. Anyway, uh, in in 2011, I went through a pretty uh, terrible divorce. Not because of arcade games. People always ask that. You know, uh, <laughs> is did your arcade games end your marriage? No, they fucking didn't end my marriage. She walked out on me, um, and it's her own loss. But anyway. Um, Two years later, I decided I'm going to fill my friggin' basement with a ton of arcade games, and uh, because I can. And so I went out and bought four games, like 
just in one fell swoop. So within a few weeks, I ended up with a Star Trek, a Star Wars, uh, and um, oh yeah, uh, because I'm a glutton per, for you know Star Trek, Star Wars, uh, Tempest, uh, and what's a what's a fourth one? Uh, I can't remember. But anyway, three vectors out of the gate, you know, and no experience in fixing games whatsoever, you know. So over the last seven to eight years, I've learned a lot. Now I can fix my own 6100s and whatnot. But uh, for the love of the game, uh, I think it was just always, always there in some way. And I, uh, I believe that the, the part that draws me back or has always drawn me to it is the times when I go to Aladdin's Castle or Shoba's Pizza or Chuck E. Cheese when it was first opened in the early 80s, 81, 82, was that it was a family and friends thing, you know? And it was a hangout and it was a social event. And I, I don't think I ever got more than five bucks when I was a, a kid with my parents. I'm, I'm sure I didn't spend more than $5 in an arcade when I was at Aladdin's when I'd go. You know, but I was careful and picked my games and it was just a really cool experience. Uh, and it's something that I, you know, it's like, it's like car guys. They remember going to car hops mm-hmm. and drive-ins and hanging with their friends. The cars were a vehicle literally for their socialization. Same thing for arcade games. And so that's, that's my story. Amen. Amen. But uh, Mark, why don't you tell us yours? I can do it very quickly. In 2001, I was in an empty apartment in Philly. I wanted some pins, and I got some System 1 Gottlieb pins. I got Cleopatra, Sinbad, and Charlie's Angels. And, Ooh. Yes. Where in Philly? Um, were they working? They were, and I, they were about 400 bucks each. This was like in 2001 or two. Did they have new wounds in them, or they were the original? Uh, I think the... No, no, they were original. They were 100% original. Sweet, that's awesome. Yeah, and then uh, what's funny is that my boss told me that he was going to end my contract that I was going to have to go back to Houston, so I sold them. And then literally the next day, he's like, hey, I've got good news. You're going to stay. And I'm like, that is terrible news. And so I went uh, went to New Jersey (laughs) and I bought an alien poker so I could still have my my fix. Oh, wow. And then uh, over some time, I got a Back to the Future pinball, and the Alien Poker and the Back to the Future pinball were buddies. But then in 2013 or 14, I got I got the best apartment in the world in uh, downtown Minneapolis, and it had a space, like an inset wall that was really awkward. And I said, I'm going to fill this with arcade games. And so I went to Craigslist, got an Exevious, and then uh, found John's Arcade, started to learn how to fix things. Um, and then that was all she wrote, basically, after that. Now we're up to, like, 102 games. Oh, you also found a Tron in town. Yeah, I, some joker sold me his Tron for way too little, <laughs> named, named Adam. <laughs> I remember I was like, I was like uh, how about 800? And he's like, this is not, this is worth more than that. So. <laughs> what brought you to Minneapolis at the time? Uh, I work uh, programming, so... There was a oh, major yeah. corporation health insurance company in town. Wink, wink. Not the one that makes the uh, artificial hearts and stuff, but uh, they, they actually had me in Philly. That in Philadelphia was where I got the pins. Uh, oh, and one of the one of the stories I always tell about my pins is that uh, 
there was an eBay auction for the pin. And back then, like with MySpace, you could just copy and paste like JavaScript and CSS and stuff. Anyway, it broke the the form for submitting your bid. So I fixed the I fixed it. Like I made a copy and I bid, and then nobody else could bid against me because the page was broken. And I remember the I remember the guy. He's like rolling up the pin up the ramp, and he's like. Yeah, you know, it's cool you won this. I, I was I was expecting some other, you know, people to bid on it because it's kind of cool, you know. It was a, I guess it was the Charlie's Angels. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So. That's hilarious. Hey, not to, not to, real quick, because uh, Adam and I shared a similar thing uh, when Steve Weeby was here for the uh, Donkey Kong trial, oh, the and, the, they, and they showed the King of Kong here. Yeah. Um. I uh, found out about it like the day after it happened. Uh, I don't remember how or what, but so I actually uh, played with their website address until I could figure out the uh, uh, address for registering for the uh, the contest to win tickets. Oh, and it worked. And so I posted it on KLOV or something, and then they figured it out and locked the page out. But then when we showed up, the the theater was only half full, and I was talking to someone, and they're like. They didn't promote it very well, but anyway, yeah. So I, it, it's not like what you did, but yeah, it was kind of <laughs> serendipitous. We got to see him, and uh, it was really cool. I know Adam was there. Were you guys there? I was not. Yeah, there I it is. think I was somewhere else. Did you get one of these? What'd you get? That's I did. Not... Yep. This is. Oh wow! This is signed. Well, there's photos, Adam. I think you and I were near each other in line. Yeah. Well, he was playing on my Donkey Kong. Yep. Yep. So I have like my VIP uh, reserve seat signs from the mm-hmm. event. I have a few of these. I should give these away as prizes. Heck yeah! We should have him what on the you? show again. He was on first season. It's funny what, he was, was on. That? He was on first season. It was kind and, of a. But but it was fun because there was a plumber working in his house. Yes, he had a lot of. <laughs> I have to go for five minutes during the show. But I have I have a few of these. They 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 would be great as giveaways. I think we could make that happen. Does it have the date on there? Yeah, and it, it's July eleventh. Uh, it doesn't have the year. Year. No. Well, it's two thousand something or another. It was a while ago. Anyway, they're signed, and I've I've got a few of them. Yeah. And then I have a, a few that are custom that I had them signed too that are just eight by tens. Maybe we can give those away sometime. If people are Steve Weeby fans, Steve is a real person. Yes, he he seems like an actor, but he's not. And actually, uh, Ty, in addition to his Donkey Kong fame, he is a musician. He's a Christian artist. He just released a new album. He sounds exactly like Michael W. Smith. No offense, Steve, <laughs> but he's got a very he's a similar vibe to that. He plays the drums. He's he's kind of a Renaissance man. You know he's. He's uh, he's an interesting person. It shows in the movie. It's a great movie. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's for all that it is and all that it isn't. And I mean that in the way that we. So we've talked to a number of people that were involved with that, and also chasing ghosts. And it's, uh, it's entertainment, though. It's entertainment. It is. It's entertainment, and it. And if you take it with that grain of salt, you'll you know. But I I feel like some of the actors, quote unquote, the stars. Um, that were in it, the people that were featured, I should say, uh, kind of. Roy Show. 
I'm Roy Schilt. God, Roy Schilt. If I could have Roy on this show, I think I would. I mean, that would be so awesome. Mr. Awesome is what that would be. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let's hey, do it before not, he dies. Let's what? not forget Brian here before it gets too late. I want to hear his story. Brian, we got to hear your story. Mine, mine was pretty simple. First of all, Mark, I think it's hilarious. I, I don't know if I knew this, that you and I lived in Philly at the same time. So that, which is interesting, but I didn't have any games back then. Um, basically, Susan went out to California with a couple of girlfriends, was hanging out with some like rock star guy she used to hang out with. Uh, came home, said, I had the best time ever playing Galaga. I was like, screw this. Found a Galaga on Craigslist that I'm getting this for for Christmas. Bought the game, brought it home. And I mean, I grew up like really liking arcade games. I loved Spy Hunter. And yeah. I'm like, well, so I went out and bought it. And then I get it home and I set it up and all proud of myself, right? So I bought the, I was that like guy that bought the dedicated original Galaga cabinet, you know, blah, blah, blah. The, the like quintessential Craigslist ad back in like 2006 or seven or whenever the hell this happened. And I get it home, and I'm looking at him all proud of this machine. I'm like, I've got like, my girl went out there and played a game with this guy, but I bought her that game, you know? Like, so, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm looking at this cabinet, and I'm like, why, why does oh. the art around the screen not look like the Galaga when I Google it? Well, you know, it's probably just a variation. Why does the screen say Galag instead of Galaga? <laughs> 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 and so I started, you know, getting curious. Okay, what the hell's going on? And basically, I had bought a Galag in a Stratavox cabinet, you know, which is really funny because a lot of people get all upset with their first cabinet. They're like, oh, I did this or I did that. And, you know, is this really worth it? And I pretty much tell everybody that's buying their first cabinet, you're going to screw it up. Just do it. Like, get get what you want. Spend too much. Like, get it over with and then move on. I mean, because everybody does it at one point. Yeah. And so, um, anyways, so I started learning more. And then I was like, wait a minute. I used to love Mario Brothers. So I picked up a Mario Brothers. Then I loved Gauntlet. I picked up a Gauntlet. And then next thing you know, I've got like 12, 13 machines, 14 machines in the basement. And I'm studying for my medical school exams and I'm out of room, but I'm still finding machines. And this is back when like you could find a machine on Craigslist for a hundred bucks. Yeah. And I mean, how do you say no to a machine for a hundred bucks? So I'm studying down at this, um, this cafe in Stillwater and I got to know the owner really well. And I said to him one day, Hey, I've got too many machines in my basement. Can I start putting machines here? And so I started operating machines. <laughs> it's incredible. And, uh, <laughs> Where, ended up where with like a bar Shane, or a coffee shop Shane's on, Shane's on Main in Stillwater it was down on the water it was it was awesome Is that the uh, one when you first came to town there They closed no it's it was it's like an Indian restaurant or now something or now but it's where I had my wedding reception uh, but I ended up with like four or five pinballs and like 30 arcade games and then got accepted to residency in Hawaii and um, made things a little <laughs> difficult but we had fun so that's kind of what, my my what origin. Year, what year did you get the Galaga when you in Stillwater? Two thousand seven, I believe it was. Mm. Oh so, wow! Yeah. So you've done all of this, the the Paradise Arcade and everything since then. Yeah. Holy cow! I mean, you all got great stories, but I mean, wow. Yeah. 
<laughs> and I've been yeah. meaning to ask. I've been meaning to ask Mark too if he had a Back to the Future. So do you still have that? I do. It's in the uh, it's in the pinball room right now. I've upgraded, so now I have a Rocky and Bullwinkle, a Tron, two NBA Fast Breaks that are linked. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Black Knight 2000 and the Back to the Future. I nice. sold the That's Alien Poker. Awesome collection. Oh, it's a good game though. All right, yeah. Billy, you got to tell us your story. Mm-hmm. But I told it not that many months ago. I don't think anybody would want to hear it again. Well, just plus, you know, the abbreviated version. People are still here waiting. Uh, I don't do abbreviated, but I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, uh, like Brian? No, Adam. Mm-hmm. He, I was curious if you remember the, the pinball with the Coke machine. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, same thing. My dad took me to someone's uh, house one time. They had a pinball machine. I know it was a valley from the 60s because you put the, the coins in the top of the lock bar. Don't remember the game. And I always had predisposition to coin-operated machines. Uh, and, and, you know, as you got old enough and the games in the 70s were a new thing, you know, it was cool. And uh, loved the early arcade games, but as a little kid, especially when you got into, like, the Asteroids and the Pac-Man, quarter didn't last long, and I didn't have a lot of quarters. Yeah. I wasn't even supposed, I wasn't even supposed to be in arcades, but don't tell my mom she's not <laughs> listening to like But, because uh, they were den of iniquities. But uh, pinball would last longer, you know, for a quarter. And, and I liked it, honestly, better. I, I still love the video games. I loved them then. Donkey Kong, couldn't play it for crap, but... I'd always put a quarter in that if there was one around in Tempest. But uh, in my high school years, uh, or leading up to that, as a little kid, Kiss, Kiss, you know, it was everywhere. Kiss meets the fam of the park. And I didn't have the records, but as a kid, they had the, all the, you know, the toys and everything and to movie and the brothers, uh, friends' brothers had the music. So in high school, I bought a Kiss pinball machine. And uh, that was... Actually, my second machine, I got a, I got a machine uh, in seventh grade. My dad told me about a machine at a garage sale, and my mom was not happy. I still have it. It's a Chicago coin motorcycle electromechanical game. And uh, then I got the pinball machine, and then after that, it was all downhill very quickly. And uh, the cool thing, though, back in those days, uh, and I should post these for people, but uh, Lieberman, LMC, out... Uh, there were, there were a number of distributors at the time in town that don't exist anymore, but Lieberman was huge, and uh, they had an attic. And I'd go out there. I went out for Chicago Coin motorcycle light bulbs and locks and stuff, and I got to know the people. And I was patient, and I wasn't crabby like the guys doing the games and moving and drinking all the time. And uh, as I started to get games in the late 80s, early 90s, and I would ask him for parts, you know, do you have this, do you have that? And all of a sudden I found out they actually had side art or buttons. I have a bag of uh, original uh, Midway buttons for the old Midway games. I haven't used them all yet, but they had them and they would sell them to me cheap. So I could go up in the attic and I'll tell this now because I've sold them all. I got four NOS Dragon's Lair side arts. In like, I don't know, 90, I don't know, early 90s, I paid $5 a piece for them. I've since yeah. sold them all. Mm. So after I was doing that, they started to have garage sales. 
So I have some lists of parts, all these games. We're talking about Star Wars, Donkey Kong, all these things. Parts were two, three, four, five bucks for artwork and stuff. And I just learned how to fix things. And uh, it got out of hand. And I built this stupid space that I'm sitting in that should have never happened. And I have a great time visiting with you guys. And I love KLOV. Uh, I don't know. That's, By the that, way, that's I, about I just in the chat posted a photo of Lieberman Companies on 9549 Penn Avenue, which does not exist there anymore. Oh. Well, you know, it's funny you should say that because uh, on Craigslist, like a few weeks ago, uh-huh. there was like one of those ads that said uh, family-owned business, and it listed that address. Well, I thought... So here's the thing. Lieberman yeah. owned that. They owned that building. Yep. Uh and they have they have a huge history. We, I, you know, maybe we should try to get one of those guys on uh, because I've talked to them a million times too. And you talked about their attic. Uh, one of the Lieberman, I forget which his name is. Uh, it's one of the sons that now runs the place. Um, found a pong machine up there that mm-hmm. had, that had mm-hmm. been yeah, brought in for repair, but there was Sorry. really nothing wrong with it. So th- th- this thing is like brand spanking new, and it's in his office now. Actually, they have it in the lobby of the new building, which is less than a half a block away. So, oh, oh, okay. So Lieberman's so the, still in business, li- uh, but the original location, which I posted in the chat, is no more. And uh, uh, they used to have Kent Herbeck's daughter as their secretary in the '90s, and um, and I, I've you know, and we all know Ernie, we know uh, Joe Lease, we know. Uh, uh, well, and then Brian and I uh, have been recently working with someone who has been helping with those pinball machines. Uh, right, Brian? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I'm still here. La, la, la. What? So, so I, yeah. I, I don't know how you can't hear me. Yeah. No. I hear you. But anyway, I, uh, they, you know, they have a long legacy of, you know, they used to do music. You used to be able to buy music for your jukeboxes there. They used to have rows and rows and rows, stacked rows of pinball machines and arcade games in the 90s and all that stuff is gone. So, yep. They just do yeah. uh big buck hunters, you know, brand new uh they do some raw thrills, they do vending machines and they and they own real estate. So they rent out to other people. So the irony is that uh we now actually get some of their chassis to repair. Interesting. <laughs> I love it when I find a game that has Lieberman on it. And and they I mean for a while, they were involved with not just vending, but like supplying, uh, you know, kitchen parts for A&W and you know. Well, and they were HAP. I mean, they actually legitimately, their parts department was HAP. Well, it wasn't originally. It was Lieberman Parts, and then HAP and them got together. Yep. Uh, and then HAP decided... They just or Lieberman decided that that wasn't a good marriage, so they yeah. they broke it off. But yeah, for a while it was Hap. That was that was pretty interesting. Do you guys the people I remember at the parts counter when I was young and, and got actually one year for a thank you gift around Christmas I took in a cooler full of beer. I wasn't even old enough to buy beer, <laughs> and uh, I gave it to one of the guys. And when I came in the next time, one of the other guys said. Don't ever do that again. That was a very bad idea. <laughs> so I think we cracked into it during. Uh, but it was Scott and Kevin. Oh yeah, and Kevin. I remember and, Kevin. Uh, actually, Dragon Slayer. 
when I got mine, I didn't have a disc. And I went in there and I, I said, you have a disc? And he goes, uh, probably Kevin. I, I was, uh, or was it Kevin? I don't know. One of them I was really good friends with. And he goes, hang on a second. And he goes over to what used to be Mars Advanced Replacement. And he comes over and he has a brand new disc. And he goes, like this? And I'm like, oh. And even then, because there was no eBay, there wasn't even really an internet at that point to exist. Yeah. And so uh, I forget the man, the parts manager's name, but he goes, hey, uh, what do you think we should sell this for? And he goes, who wants to know? And he goes, oh, Dave over there. And he goes, I just give it to him. So the Dragon Slayer disc in my game to this day, because I run original hardware, do have the Dexter, though, even though Zyla didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> I, I do all original hardware. Uh, is from Mars Advanced Replacement. It never got used, so that's cool. Free. Wow, that that reminds me. That guy that was going to sell me the Space Ace and the Us versus Them. He he pushed out is what I'm going to say. <laughs> and he took a higher uh, he took a higher offer from somebody and didn't even like give me any opportunity. So blah. Nerd. Nerd. Well, you guys, this has been a fun a fun show. I think. Yeah. We've had a, a big variety. Thanks for joining us tonight as a guest host, uh, Mr. Billy. Thank you. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you for doing this weekly because I look forward to it right now. Oh, yeah. right. Uh, you know, we have had a few people say that. I really appreciate it. I'm humbled by that. But that's really, it's really cool. I hope that people continue to listen and and pass it on. And maybe and maybe we should really spin up this Patreon thing. Get some. We could add to production value. And I've got a friend who wants to help us with some stuff too. So. Uh, this could this could be uh, I mean I I'm always looking for fun ways to make the show more interesting. So if you, if you want, I'll come do some voiceovers for Arcade Radio. <laughs> That's nice. funny. I have a few from previous seasons, including you know Todd Rogers and a couple other people. I should probably play those at the beginning of the show. Yeah, <laughs> Bring them up. Yeah, it'd be fun. Uh, especially uh, yeah, that'd be fun. So uh, I think it's. We're gonna wrap this up. Uh, I should play some. Chatter, should play some outro music. All right, that's gonna be it for tonight. I want to thank you for listening into the Double R's, and this has been Arcade Radio. And I can't find my sheets. <laughs> you can't find your sheets? It's <laughs> because he's lost. down there freaking looking at everything else except for the show. No, I actually <laughs> closed the, the sheets because we didn't have a desk. Did, uh, did guest, you buy the iRobot? Is that what happened? I, I don't know. I don't know. He's like, but I bought 20 our... arcade games. <laughs> I, I didn't buy anything tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or you could like us on Facebook.com slash Arcade Radio. Check out our semi-never-updated blog at ArcadeRadio.com. <laughs> oh, that's cool. I, it's not updated? Shoot, I should do that. Okay. <laughs> Why, not? <laughs> Why not call and leave comments and questions on the game line uh, yeah. afterwards? Are you call? 548 game Yeah, we had to some... call right now and get on the last 20 seconds. Well, it's the line's, the line's shut down now. So. Oh, good. I like how you did that. <laughs> Brian, find well, his notes subscribe yet? subscribe to our YouTube channel and click the <laughs> notification bell so you know when you're streaming live, when we are streaming live. Yeah. And you can always set a reminder by doing that, too, on arcaderadio.live. So, Mark? I set my reminder on YouTube. 
You can also subscribe to our podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, Google Play Music, and whenever podcasts or streams. We're also a little backed up there, but... Yeah. <laughs> you probably should just go straight to YouTube. <laughs> That's going to be for the show from Arcade Radio. We hope you had a great time, and we will see you next week. And this is the part where we take off our pants. All right. So I was thinking about releasing it. <laughs> I was thinking about releasing an album of Arcade Radio songs. Oh, that'd be cool. You know, you, you can do it on CD Baby, and it doesn't cost that much. Plus, it'd be fun you have your own CD printed. I was surprised there was a notch in my car to put the CD. <laughs> my wife's like, what's this hold for? And I'm like, that's for the CD. Yeah. yeah, I have a 2015. That I think that was the last year they put CD players in cars. I don't know what he said, but I'm pretty sure I agree with it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Super exciting.